The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? And welcome back to the Fly Over State Sports Show, where we are saying happy, happy, happy birthday to us. It's kind of like almost a one-year anniversary of the uh, beginning of the show. So we're treating it as it is because we can't remember when we started this thing. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been one year. We're a lot fatter than we were. We're a lot more knowledgeable. And we're still the best. No, this is like when you turn 21, but you want to celebrate early to like let yourself get prepared for turning 21. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> I just can't believe I can't believe we've done this long enough to where like we still do it. <laughs> if we, I think we, no, no, no. I'm serious. I think we set the over or under of like 25 shows, and we're here at 53. <laughs> I don't I mean, overestimate having nothing better to do, Beans. Dude, I know. Like, I remember we – Gavin, Cash, and I started, like, a YouTube show over our Fantasy League, like, two years ago, and we gave up before the season even ended. It was so, yeah. like, formulaic and boring. We just all gave up, and we didn't want to do it anymore. It's out on YouTube. You guys can go watch it. I'm sure – Honestly, shout out to us for being persistent as fuck and just keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Sports for just having something different to talk about. Beans, you look entirely professional. Like you, Thank we've you. been doing this long enough that Beans went from recording on his goddamn phone and I was having to say esophagus to fucking like do all this shit. Damn, I'm not goddamn mic. I have a fucking mic, guys. Now I, I'm I love the how only Gavin one just has it. Yeah, now Gavin, Gavin's the Gavin. You're the Gavin's loser. Hold out. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm just waiting for my contract extension. I need uh, I can't come. No, we aren't doing it. No, we I, can't, I no. can't play in the playoffs until you pay me. So, fuck you guys. <laughs> there's, there's the Lamar reference. <laughs> Would you like to say anything about Kadarius Tony? He's better than Lamar. There it is. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs, we have a really fun show for you today. We're gonna do things a little bit different. There are like Two really big things, three kind of really big things that we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm going to have a your MILF Manor report ready for next oh. week. First episode dropped last week. I've been busy as hell this week with the K-State game and everything else. So I haven't been able to watch it. So we'll get you a two-parter. But I was correct. The guys on the show are their sons. Yes. Uh, I, I, I promised. No, You're I re a review. I recorded it, and I had I have to explain to Lauren like why this is on our TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> for science and entertainment. Gavin, you had your hand raised. What are you thinking? Uh, we need a graphic for Sam's segment on Milk Manor. Um, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Beans, if you could give us some like lead-in music, you have like a week. So I'll I will watch I'll watch oh. both episodes of Milk Manor. And give you a report. The, the early reports are that it's ridiculous. And my favorite thing that I've seen, you know, like on Survivor or something, it'll have like a graphic and it's like their first name and then like blue team. Or like if it's 
like Hell's Kitchen. It'll yeah. be like a graphic and have like their name, and it's like, oh, this person was like a sous chef, or this person was like a line cook, and it'll have like underneath in milk for Milf Manor, it's like Jason, and then it will underneath be like Tiffany's son or like <laughs> Jessica Dylan's mom. Like that's where we're at with this show. I'm so ready to bring it to you. And I'm the other sorry. thing I wanted to talk about for like a half second is Cliff Kingberry is in Thailand now. He's living the dream. He's scoring off the field, but he can't score on the field. He's gonna be with the lady boys. <laughs> he, he's at I didn't couple. know. I didn't know. I didn't know they grew those in Thailand. He, no? He's had a couple okay. like trending off-season moments with like you know this is how Cliff Kingsbury is spending his draft day or whatever, and it's like. Jesus Christ, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, why are you coaching football? This it, it feels like he's like Doctor Strange, where he just like fucked off to like some Southeast Asian country on a one-way ticket. And now he's like going to Kamertage, like trying to learn the mystic arts of coaching. Yeah. I, before we get to you, Beans, right there, the one thing I want to say, my favorite part about this is on NFL Twitter, like when someone wants someone fired, like Matt Canada, for instance, Matt Canada obviously didn't get fired. Greg Roman's a better example. When Greg Roman doesn't get extended, like all the Ravens fans are like, give him a one-way ticket to Thailand. <laughs> beans. Yes, Beans. Okay, um, so I have a theory, and it's a working theory here. I haven't quite proved it yet, but I'm going to. What if Cliff Kingsbury was abstinent as his time as a coach, and now he's just letting it all loose? Well, that would be fucking stupid. Like, what if he wanted to focus? What if he wanted to focus just strictly on coaching? But he was just so horrible at it because he should have been banging whores. (laughs) He was stressed, man. He was stressed. He couldn't think straight. He was calling horrible plays. He's taking a year off. He's going to get right, get his system right, and he's going to come back and he's going to be a good coach again. Love how Cliff Kingsbury like can't like go to media. Like, if he was any decent of a coach and just wanted a year off, he would just get paid to talk about football. Kingsbury has a off to Thailand. (laughs) Yes, uh, Gavin. Popping off when you're in a foreign country to you know just get by the rigors of being an NFL coach uh, didn't work for Urban Meyer. So I don't know why we would use that as a uh, like method of success for NFL coaches. So uh, popping off in a foreign country, Jesus. (laughs) 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 All right, well we got to go. All right, yeah, we now now that we have completely gotten the sillies out of the way. Um, we're going to structure the show a little bit different, as I alluded to in the beginning. We had a little bit of fun there. We're going to talk K-State KU to start. We're going to preview a little bit of NFL playoff stuff. But because it's our fake one-year anniversary, we wanted to do something really fun for you guys. We promised that we were going to do it for you this week. And last week, we promised it for you. So anyone who like you know has been listening to the show, you absolutely know it's coming up. And if you haven't, then I guess you got to listen to the last like 10 minutes of the preview show. Or you just listen to the whole thing. So we're going to go K-State, KU, NFL playoffs, and then we're going to go with the review. We're going to hold ourselves accountable. We're going to show all of our freezing cold takes. We're going to bring out the receipts from all of our old shows and see what we got right and see what we got wrong. All right, so we're going to do a special announcement here. Anybody who retweets this off of Twitter or likes it, I will buy them a shirt. 
Okay, that's one vote. Every retweet and every like is a vote. Your name goes in a hat. I'll draw your name. The winner will get a free T-shirt from me. Oh man, just the episode. The episode. Just this episode. Just this episode. Well, you know what? I'm gonna fucking quote tweet it. Just do quote tweets count beans. That's two votes. Oh, you 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 quote tweet it. You get two votes. Quote tweets are two votes. Retweets are one. Likes are one. Man, I'm gonna get like. Four votes. I'm gonna get a goddamn free T-shirt from Beans. Let's fucking go. <laughs> the sad part is, it's probably just between me and Sam. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't fucking share our shit at all. Fuck y'all. Nah, you're the lifeblood of everything, bakers. Um. Anyways, so there was a basketball game on Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. I finally had some of my coworkers over. I baked them some ziti. I did so many things to like. I fed my house. I I hosted the game. I fed my people. I like did everything right. So that way I could build up enough karma. So that way K-State could barely get a game into overtime against the number two cut team in the country, the University of Rock Chalk, Kansas Jayhawks. And all that karma fouled out Grady Dick, KJ Adams, and McCullers. So K-State could win by one point. All that good karma made Bill Self call that timeout. And we barely won. But your Kansas State Wildcats have defeated the University of Kansas in basketball in Manhattan and are now tied for first place in the Big 12 with Iowa State and the aforementioned KU. Gentlemen, it was a big day for Kansas State Athletics. Jerome Tang might have killed the fuck KU chant. What a time to be alive. I I just I'm so happy to watch for the first time in my lifetime. I, I mean that um, I'll get to what that actually means. Cause I understand we've had multiple talented teams, but for the first time, it feels like K state put a equally, if not more talented team to KU. And it's like not a peak. It's not a like, you know, Oh, we just have so many seniors that are graduating off. Like we have an outstanding recruiting class coming in this team. This like what Tang has done so quickly with this program is incredible. Um, this game feels like it feels like we just keep like you know just building, building, taking steps forward instead of just reaching this inevitable peak. Uh, peak. We don't know what that is right now. I had a hell of a time watching the game, and I just Tang's men, uh, Tang's mentality and his message after the game of uh, it's perfect for K State fans. Like we're happy to be here. Um, everything about this is great, but from now on, this is the expectation. This is what you guys should be hoping for. We're no longer this just like other basketball team in Kansas. We are one of the, if not the premier basketball team in Kansas. And that's what your mindset should be. And I fucking love them for it. It's what we've been saying. And I know what I've been saying for years about K-State sports and hearing somebody in a position of power for K-State to actually emphasize that is just such a sigh of relief. What do you think, Beans? Tang has brought two in, in coaching. I would say there are two things that are very important in coaching. It's energy and passion. And Tang has both of those. You can for basketball, like you, there is a lot of strategy that goes behind it, but being bought in matters. And Tang has done that. He gets the crowd pumped. He gets the students rowdy and he gets the players emotional. He gets them invested into the game. And he gets his coach, his the coaching staff he brought in. I it took me till you know Wednesday to look at our coaching staff, and we have one of the one of the better assistant coaching staffs in the Big Twelve. 
And so, you know, all of this stuff accumulating is the reason, you know, we were in the situation to win against KU. You know, it's all it, I, I'm, I'm speechless at how well he has done. And just and we can't say this is Bruce Weber's crew because everybody's new. Not. <laughs> it's not. So in the fact that he's done this in a half a year, he brought in all these players in a half a year and he's already doing this is unbelievable. And I can't wait to see what like two years down the road looks like when he actually develops the culture. He ha- we have the student section doing what he wants to do. You know, you see him on the, you see him on the sideline, you know, waving his arms up in the air saying, come on, let's, let's go crowd. Like get loud. I heard it was like 120 decibels in the, in the arena. Is that true? I, I, I read that somewhere. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's hundred percent or not it, that hundred percent, but 120 decibels inside a, you know, a gym, like that's loud. And I wasn't there. I only got to catch the tail end of it, but the last uh, 17 minutes of the game, because it was not even that I, I came, I came in at halftime. I started watching at halftime because I was officiating. And so when I came in at halftime, I saw the score. I texted you guys. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? And then, like, the fact that, you know, we play, they, they, they KU did, they did do good. They're taught that KU is coached by a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame coach. That's no doubt, you know, but in the end, it, it was just crazy. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So I don't want to dwell too much on this game because, you know, as the great Jerome Tang said, it's just another game. But in a serious note, um, I mean, this win means more for, like, the building of the culture than it does the actual season. If K-State loses both these games this season, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's kind of expected and, like, you know, we're still having a good year. I think the thing that is the big thing that came from this game is the students rush the court. They chant fuck KU and Tang gets up on the media um, table on the, the media, media table. And he says, you know, all he, he talks about, you know, winning with love and like being class and all that stuff. And he literally shuts it down. He gets everyone in the arena to chant KSU and tells everyone that to expect to win. And like that's the seeds that are planted in terms of like culture. But I mean, the, that's really more of the watering of the seeds. Because I mean, if you think about it, he's been planting that culture since day one he got hired. I mean, he's been like during football season, he's been sitting on a couch talking to students. He still like, does that. He's. He's been at the football games. Like he's been, dude. He's he's been everywhere. Yeah, he's been and, everywhere and, in the community, and it's very Bill Snyder ish in the way that he has like ingrained himself. But I think I don't like the game. The game was whatever. Like I mean, K State played. I don't think KU played very well. I think K State played. K State played B plus. KU played C minus. KU probably gets them at Allen. Like KU didn't shoot the ball very well. K State eventually didn't shoot the ball very well. And it it, it, it just kind of – it went from game that was kind of free-flowing to game that was kind of dominated by refs. There's a little controversy about whether Ishma shoots out or not, which, by the way, they have to make the call to review it. They can't review it if there is no exactly. call. Exactly. Yeah, that's so exactly that's, right. That's a thing. Like, the, the, the game is almost secondary. The game almost doesn't mean anything except for the result of how we got there. 
the coverage that we get for getting it and the way that we handled it for getting the coverage. Like we use Jerome has used this game to like brand K state as it up and coming like brand, not as like a team that's happy. They beat their rival. And I just in, in the general sense, just to kind of put a bow on it. Think cast your mind back to 2008 when Michael Beasley and Bill Walker and all of them won. And, like, everyone has the picture in their man cave. Yep. And you can see Beasley and Walker and, like, freshman j Paul and all those dudes are up on the scorer's table, like, conquering heroes, like gods amongst men. You know what I mean? And it's mirrored with Jerome. But instead of on the scorer's table – as conquering heroes to be to be celebrated, he's on the scores table as a leader. You know what I mean? It's a, a building. leader it's of men. Stone. Yes, like it. That, it's that. weird, and like the the whole thing of it, it looks super cheesy. Like on a like everything. I mean, it, it is really corny in general, but it's like you have these moments. And you can choose to celebrate the moments and be the hero, or you can choose to be the leader and be the leader of change. And that's what it, it felt more like the latter than it did the, than the former. Like this win felt different compared to like those, that, that win, you know what I mean? I think what Tang is doing here in K- KSU basketball, there are, in my opinion, from what I can gather, there are three times a year K-State gets excited for both KU games and either the first four in or the round of 64. That's when we get excited. And if we win that, then there's a fourth. We get excited for the round of 32, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Tang is making it exciting for every game. He's making it so that way every game matters for us. Not in like a we're going to lose type matter, but basketball matters. That's what he's doing. And it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see that transition to us caring so much about football, going into role, like kind of just like mellowing into basketball season. He makes, he makes basketball season exciting and fun to watch now. Like net, like I'm not going to jump the gun here, but I'm excited for like when that we're in that cross between football and basketball season, like, you know, I'm excited for KSU basketball to start back up. And that's, in, that's, that's awesome for K state yeah. fans. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, in a hundred percent agrees with that. I think Sam summed it up. Great. Um, like outstanding. The only thing that I'll add is um, I, I kind of want to just like, the average K-State fan, I feel like that's almost, you know, like maybe even pushing back on Tang a little bit because like, you know, this is Tang's first year. He doesn't know the history. Cause that, how I feel truthfully with some of this stuff is like, you know, Jer- who's Jerome Tang? He hasn't had to go to Allen Fieldhouse and lose on a traveling call. That's just completely missed to lose a game yet. Like part of me also says that. And to that, I think that's okay to feel that way. I think that like, I'm. that's correct. Like, you haven't had lost a game where a KU player is holding up a fucking bar stool to beat your player over the head with. Like that stuff hasn't happened to Jerome Tang yet. Like there's there's a history here that is missing. It's okay to feel that way and to have a rival. 
But at the end of the day, that mentality of I want you to come to Kansas State to basketball games to watch the Kansas State basketball team, not to hate, not to want to beat the team that we are playing against. I want to support. I want to cheer on the players that have decided to put on purple and have decided to play in Bramlage. And I want to I want to support that team. I want to back up this team. Now this team is involved directly with the fans during the game, after the game especially. Jerome Tang has made that a big deal. He wants this to be, this is your team. He wants you to support this team. That is what matters. It's not who we're playing. That doesn't matter. We're going to play against them. Those teams are going to change. But every single time when we get out to Bramlage, we are going to support the same basketball team. We're going to love that team, and we're going to rally around them. And that's the message that I want. That's the new message. Like Sam said, even in the past, it seems like these teams kind of come through, players change, whatever. You're getting an identity now. You're building a culture around K-State basketball that has been lacking. And instead of players rotating through, now you're getting an idea that persists through players coming through. And that's the part that really matters. What do you got, Beans? So I, where I work at, I work with a bunch of college students. They help, you know, they're a bunch of part-time helpers for us and a bunch of great, great kids and everything. All of them are, I'd say probably 99% of them are K-State students. And I asked them, we talk sports all the time. We talk about K-State basketball, K-State football and everything. And I asked them, I was like, every one of them, I asked, you know, who do you respect more Tang now or Bruce Weber in the time that he was here? And all of them instantly said Tang nine, 10 times out of 10, all of them said, all of them said Tang. And the fact that he's done that in a half a season, you know, speaks volume for all the students, you know, they, they said, you know, Bruce, Weber, you know, Bruce Weber told us to not chant FKU, you know, next game we go out there and we'll chant FKU Tang says it here. Like, I, I think we shut it down. I think to summarize from my point and like to end it off here, we do a lot of talking about, and I, I think this goes back to more of what Gavin's saying, but we do a lot of talking about how like when somebody leaves, like we'll name drop Nigel Pack, I guess. Like when Nigel Pack leaves to go to Miami, every time we're like, well, we want people who want to be here, right? Well, like these people want to be here so support them like love the team go watch like games on espn turn the fucking game on watch the game on tv you can't be there if you can't be there get there if you can't be there and you got a ticket give it away like it's i think the thing that gets lost in program building is drone can recruit his fucking ass off all he wants and he can bring in the best transfers that he can but at the end of the day, you need fan support to go to games, to make an environment, to make people want to come there. So they come there and they stay and they succeed. So like as a fan, you have a built in amount of legwork to make this work too. You want that five-star recruit to like come to K-State? You got to show out, not for like, you can't just show out only for KU. You got to go show out for fucking Radford at on a five o'clock game. You got you got to come to work like an hour early and leave an hour late, or come in an hour early so you can leave an hour early so you can make that game to Radford. You, you got to be there I mean? for the kickoff of the third quarter of football games. Yes, <laughs> like you, 
Seriously. Like, you got to love the team because if the team – I mean, look at TCU. Jamie Dixon's an awesome coach, and TCU's a top, like, 15 team right now, and they're probably never going to compete for a national title because they don't have the fan support. Because it's they can't true. Yeah. those kind of kids there. Like, they just played for a natty in football, but, like, they're probably never going to have the athletes to compete with Georgia because they don't have the resources. And part of the reason they don't have the resources – is because of fan support. Like you, basketball is one of the only sports to where like you can get away with being less talented because it just fits and basketball is weird. So you got to give yourself the most ammo in the chamber by making your place a place that you want to be at. So I also do want to say, KU had a weird game. That was a weird game by KU. I don't want to completely gloss out. I don't want to completely knob off K-State. Without talking about KU, I think KU is still KU really hasn't flipped that switch yet. Like it feels by about game four in the Big Twelve, that's kind of when they're the most vulnerable, and like then they start flipping it, and they but they haven't really flipped it yet. They're still kind of petering along, and I would be a little concerned we haven't flipped that switch yet from KU. Like you still very obviously have like what I believe is the best team, but like. All the pieces aren't necessarily coming, and we saw against K-State, like, I get if any team loses three starters, like, you're in trouble. But, like, you're bringing in guys that, like, are getting kind of worked. You know what I mean? Like, there's not, like, a lot of, especially a lot of, like, wing and, like, front court depth on that team. It, that, what, what KU kind of faced there, too, was like a lot of, like, I'd call it adversity kind of getting punched in the mouth. Like they had three players get fouled out and you honestly have to rely on your bench heavily. And you're talking about like your set eighth man. That's playing four minutes a game now playing a significant amount of time. And you know, that that's something that, you know, not a lot of teams prepare you for because you don't expect to have three players foul out. You usually try to stay disciplined and try to prevent those situations and, uh, you know, being, being faced in that situation. I think they now have experienced it. And I think Bill self, you know, come into a game, you know, a little bit different kind of knowing, you know, knowing the crew better, what they call ticky tack fouls or, you know, wishy washy fouls and all that kind of stuff. I think, I think, you know, that kind of stuff will come along now. So I think my biggest concern with KU is every time Dewan Harris shot the ball, like from three, he made one. But like every time he said he shot that ball, I audibly said, we can live with that because that's a shot that I can live with. Like Dewan Harris can shoot threes, not his forte. I can live with Dewan Harris shooting threes. And it like it just doesn't feel if great it feels like if Grady Dick isn't hitting threes, then like there's not a lot of spacing. And I feel like that's kind of the big problem with KU right now. Because like Christian Brown, like spacing, Remy Martin, spacing, like Ochaibachi, scoring and spacing. Jalen Wilson's kind of taking over the Ochaibachi role, but like he doesn't have the guys to space the floor a lot of the time. And the guys who can space the floor aren't starting because they're just not as good. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like it's a weird KU team 
I feel like they're they're missing they are missing a solid big man. I'm not saying KJ Adams can't be that, but KJ Adams reminds me more of Nick Young than he does um of like Azabuki or um God help me with the center from last year. I cannot remember his name. I'm you're asking the wrong guy. I know I'm asking the wrong guy. Beans, do you remember what KU Center's name was last year? I'm going to get flamed for not knowing this. I know, me too. Uh, um, he could shoot middies. Oh, David McCormick. It was David McCormick. Yeah. He could shoot middies. David McCormick was solid by the end of the year last year. But, like, they don't have that guy. Like, KJ Adams is an energy guy. So, I just wanted to put that out there, like, as a brief, like, we're not going to not cover KU because we kind of have to. And honestly, like, they're still really good. I would expect them to beat us by, like, 10 to 15 in Allen. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they played a super good game. I think that game was more indicative of that was probably the first, like, really hostile environment that some of those dudes have, like, played significant minutes in. And you could tell Jalen Wilson was ready for it because he's a vet. And you could tell that, like, Maybe Grady Dick wasn't like McCullers just played in a hostile hostile environment. I, he's just not playing very well. Like I don't I don't even know what to tell you on that one. Like he's just not playing very well. Yeah. You okay. know what the big problem was why they lost the game because immediately when they came running onto the field and you just immediately the crowd's in their head. You could tell because there's a sign in the uh, student section that reads that. R. Johnson is bigger than their dick. So <laughs> that was a great immediately time. KU was little man coming onto the court. That that is an all time sign. That, uh, that is a great give that a shout if you're out. Listening that was to absolutely this, worth shouting out on here. That was a fucking if, incredible. If you made that sign and you're listening to this, take a photo of the sign because I'm sure you still have it. Send it to us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S, and we'll send you a free t shirt for having the sign of the game. Fuck yeah. Shameless plug, easy way to shout out our Twitter, easy way to shout out our merch, an easy way to segue into a super wild card weekend where the Chargers blew a 27 to nothing lead to make the Jacksonville Jaguars face the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And then the Bills and Bengals basically barely beat backup quarterbacks. Um, yeah, pretty much barely beat them and made me look like a complete asshole for saying that we didn't need to talk about this game last week. Uh, Dak Prescott retires Tom Brady, kind of, despite his kicker. And then, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, San Francisco won. Oh, and the Vikings are frauds. San Francisco beat, uh, fucking, um, the Sea Chickens. Ah, Seahawks, yeah. See, if it was the Lions, I would have cared, but I didn't care about the Seahawks. We didn't um, want yeah, Seahawks. Frauds, uh, Giants won. So I think uh, I think on this one, like we each say one thing on each game. How about that? We'll start with Gavin, Go Beans, and me. How about that? Uh, first game, Thursday night football matchup, basically, kind of. Uh, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday game, or yeah, no? It was a Saturday game, but if but it felt like a Thursday night game, didn't it? Yeah, it felt like. Well, we had then Forty Nine Jack. Chargers-Jags oh. is, like, the only more Thursday night football matchup than Chargers-Jags is Titans-Jags. Very true. So, yeah. Gavin, the Chargers fucking blew the lead. No, they what didn't. Say you? No, that lead, that was the most, like, horned frogged esque 
league lead I've ever seen in my life. They didn't do a fucking thing to get that they lead. Really um, Trevor Lawrence this, probably scored more points for the Chargers than the Chargers. No, like so that's that's actually I was giving you a ton of shit because I'm like watching this game and the like immediately uh, first possession deflected interception. Chargers get the ball in the red zone, score. Come out the next Wait, possession. Timeout. Beans, were you with me or against me? I feel like me calling Trevor Lawrence Trevor Peterman is like perfectly justified in like a four pick half. Yes, I agree. Like it wasn't. I I know I'm a little outspoken on how I thought Trevor was overrated, like going into the draft, in the sense that I thought he would be like better than Kirk Cousins, but not like that kind of elite guy. I know I catch flack for that take, but like I feel like I can call him Trevor Peterman when he throws four picks in the first half. No, that was that was an all time like perfect moment to send that. Okay, so I'll, I'll get to. Yeah, that I ate a ton of shit, shit on for that. it, but like but I don't feel I, bad about it. My my large issue is the fact that he like comes back, plays outstanding in the second half in a primetime game, and you still give him the Trevor Cousins comp to Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins <laughs> because Kirk Cousins completed. Kirk Cousins completed the biggest comeback in NFL history. That's a compliment. Kirk Cousins did that at like noon. Yeah, this is a prime time game. playoff game. What Actually, did Kirk Cousins do? Saturday, I'm pretty sure. What that was Kirk a Saturday. That was a Saturday afternoon game. That's pretty much yeah. Trevor's like undefeated on Saturdays. There you go. See, my comp is right. You're just too blind to see it. No, I'm so, like, so okay. Before we we're taking too long this. on this game. This game was irrelevant. It was not irrelevant. Um. This yeah. so this game got uh Chargers offensive coordinator fired, which has been coming for a while. Um, mm. but in all seriousness, to keep like building on that, that's uh first first possession, deflected interception. I don't hold that on Trevor Lawrence. Uh I think I like um Justin Herbert had three deflected passes in the game and none of them were picked off. Uh maybe maybe by the way, that. that dude gets too many passes deflected for being six. Yes, set. yes he he's does. like Colin Klein. Yes. Um Next possession, uh, Zay Jones or Marvin Jones or whoever gets mugged, and then Asante Samuel Jr. just intercepts the ball, jumping the route after he gets mugged. That is not called, but we, again, just put that on Trevor uh, Lawrence because counting stats. And then, yes, we have two bad interceptions later in the half after he's trying to chase the game. Um, after that, and keep in mind, uh, the Chargers haven't done a fucking thing in this game. They have. They didn't do a fucking. It's like they. It's like they're missing their number one receiver or something. I know. The Chargers? If only they. Yeah. If only like he didn't get injured in a super important. Yeah. Game. Yeah. That's um, crazy. No, that's um my my point with that is the Jaguars lost this game and then went and won this game. The Chargers were just kind of there, also playing the same sport of football, but not really. They were just kind of like competing in an event that was happening on the same day, but they did nothing to actually go out and win the game. They did nothing to stop the Jaguars when they wanted to. They just kind of like took the opportunities that came to them. And then magically when those opportunities stopped coming, uh, the Chargers just didn't do a fucking thing. I'm uh, like tired of watching this. Like uh, I, everyone on the Chargers deserves blame. I get that. That includes you, Justin Herbert, uh, the media child's just like dog. He's catching no flack for that I game. I know. He like scored zero none. points. Yeah. I, it's incredible. I I don't – like, we got to study. People are going to study how he gets no criticism for anything. Like, it's yeah. incredible. He found he found the fucking goo from the South Park episode that Tom Cruise was trying to find. 
If yeah. you got that reference, you're my people. He missed Keenan Allen in the end zone and just like an wide open score that would just win the game. And like, I hate like, you know, looking at just those singular plays, but when it's a four point play after you end up kicking a field goal and a game like this, where you just, you literally need any offense, just like anything. And you win the game. Uh, that, that shit just seems massive, but that, that was my takeaway from the game. Um, the, the chiefs actually play the Jags now, correct? Yeah, yes, we'll that is correct. We'll, we'll preview bit. that here in a little okay. bit, a little bit beans. Right. Do you, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah. You know, ju- I feel, I don't, I, I'm weird about it. Like Trevor Lawrence, Gavin kind of hit the nail on the head, Trevor but Lawrence like better than Justin Herbert. Like it's okay to say it. It is, and Justin Herbert is in this weird spot. The, the Chargers are the Jack Chargers. Again. The Chargers. No, no, no. The Chargers. Jack. Can I finish? No. <laughs> Go ahead. The Chargers are in a weird spot here. Like you have this young quarterback who's kind of reaching the end of his rookie contract. You don't want to give him a lot of money yet because you want to extend him. You're going to have to give him that 10-year extension at some point, maybe, potentially, possibly. And But you got this coach who's a defensive-minded coach in Staley, but he's like not good enough to get you past the wild card, but he's kind of bad enough to where he puts you in these shitty situations but like you can't fire him because then you have to bring in a new coach to teach your new quarterback. And then it's like, what do we do? And so like the Chargers are in this wishy-washy situation. And so what they do, they just fire their offensive coordinator. So I, that tells me Staley's probably staying for a while. My two cents. One, Joey Bosa apologize. Joey Bosa made a really bad play. He, I don't want to say that he's the reason they lost the game. Because there's so many things that go into a game to lose you the game, especially when you're up 27 points. Um, Joey Bosa made a really dumb play. Go ahead, Gavin. He did not apologize. Continue. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, he, he, I was gonna say he apologized and then immediately like unapologized. Yeah, but so there's no accountability there. And Brandon Staley gets asked about whether he thought he got un- out coached. And he like basically just says he didn't feel like that. That was the worst comment he could have ever. That is the thing. He has made like several media comments that are so questionable. The the thing is with the whole, the the whole thing of it is, is it feels like there's no adults in the room with those. None of the coaches respect him. Joey Bosa slammed his helmet on the sideline. Staley picks it up and gives it to him and said, don't fucking do that again. What would Joey Bosa do? should have done if he wanted to, his players to respect him, should have fucking picked it up again and put it into his goddamn chest. He should have, and then like fucking shoot him out. Tell tell Bosa to get another, tell Bosa to get to the quarterback. (laughs) Like, yeah. Okay. Here's my two cents. Right. And this might be a hot take. I feel like with Brandon Staley, like after that answer, like you just gotta say we need a fucking adult. Like we need someone. Like he's they need not, like a- he's not mature enough for this position. So I feel like you should have fired him, mainly because of that comment. It's not about the twenty-seven. Like dude, Andy Reid blew a fucking twenty, like whatever eight-point playoff lead. But Andy Reid would be the first one to go in there and say about you know how it's his fault and like he's not throwing people under the bus or whatever and like. And, and he is like, like coaches have blown leads before and they don't get fired because they don't like fucking throw people under the bus. And like Brandon Staley's talking about how good of a coach he was for one half. Okay, fine. Great. Whatever. Like you're not an adult. Like put your fucking pants on, bro. Like we get it. 
if you want a defensive, if you want to should be off that team. Those are the, I think the biggest, like the best thing the Chargers can do is move on from Brandon Staley because I don't think he's an adult and move on from Joey Bosa because he's not, Joey Bosa doesn't stay healthy enough and isn't productive enough at this point in his career to justify just not also. I have been saying this for so many weeks that he is kind of a little overrated, but I don't want to get chopped at the knees for saying that shit, but it does bother me. Very good. But like, dude, you watch the game. He's like on the sideline because he's gassed. It's the same thing as Micah Parsons. Except Micah Parsons doesn't fucking bitch. He just stays in and continues to rush the passer. You know what I mean? If you like, wanted somebody to be an older coach and to have a defensive mind like they wanted, they they hired a young defensive-minded coach. They should have just hired like a Vic Fangio, you know, a little bit older, defensive-minded, and people would probably respect him a little bit more. And I like Staley. I like what he brought to the table. I like how aggressive he was. Like, I, I like like kind of how he wanted to put his stamp on this team. It's his team. They have an identity. But like, dude, when you're not gonna take accountability for shit, like it, it just doesn't work. And we need we need to move on from this. Like the only reason we're on this is because like, you know, the Chargers should be good and they're not. The Jags are playing the Chiefs. Um, I don't. We'll give a score prediction for this game because it's the Chiefs game. Preview. I don't even really want to preview it that much. We played them once. Uh, some it was kind of a weird game, and the Chiefs kept them at arm's length for the entire time. I think the Jags have improved since that game. I think the Chiefs have stayed mostly the same. Um, I think I think Trevor Lawrence can pose problems. I think there's a lot of potential look ahead for the Chiefs. I do also think that the Jags are not as good as the Chiefs, and that the Chiefs are in playoff mode. And I think. The Chiefs being in playoff mode is going to give them an advantage over teams that are just not as good as them because that's what we've been waiting for this whole season. So I, I I'm gonna go like 31 to like 24 Chiefs. Um, I'm I'm gonna laugh at that score. I'll get my score first and get to it. Um, I was actually gonna go 34 to 21 Chiefs. Um, okay, I, so an extra lot, field goal. A lot, a lot of what the uh, um, same what Sam said. The only thing I'll add on like Trevor Lawrence causing issues for us. Um, we haven't really seen the chargers offense hit that next gear or like be able to just like blow up. They're just this like oddly like methodical. Um, Justin Herbert doesn't throw the ball downfield enough or just really at all. It's kind of weird. Um, but Trevor Lawrence and the Jags are capable of just like, as we saw in the second half, just heating up and becoming up. Yeah, this unstoppable unit for, I don't think, a full game. But um, let's not forget that the Chiefs' offense has kind of been that same way, too. So I think that's a kind of interesting thing in this game to where, they, you know, oh, no lead safe with the Chiefs, blah, 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 blah. Well, no lead might be safe with the Jaguars, too. And I don't know if this uh, Kansas City offense is capable of going step for step with the Jags' offense when they're hot. Um, Before Beans gets into this, because I bet you I steal what he's going to say. I think the biggest X factor in this game, the thing that's not going to get talked about, is the Jaguars' defense is young, has two really good pass rushers, and is really fast in the front seven. And that is like a recipe for like covering up a lot of mistakes on your back end. And that is an opportunity for Jacksonville to kind of spring an upset because they just play fast and violent enough to like disrupt what is kind of a finesse offense. Yeah. So, Beans, what say you on the Chiefs game? So, 
You are correct on the defensive aspect of things. They are young and if they make mistakes, they, you know, they are very fast at the recovery process. Um, a lot of what this game reminds me of is the Browns game from uh, 19. I don't know why going, going into this game just feels like that, that Browns game that we hot had shot, young QB from a hot shot, that- young QB, a pretty good defense, you know, pretty young, good defense. And it's mm-hmm. a, it, it just has the writings on the wall. Um, Miko, uh, you know, we just got word. Miko is not playing this game, which I'm, and I'm not sure if Clyde's playing in this game either. It, it, it sounds like he might, it sounds like he might be back. My thing is like, I don't want Clyde taking anybody's like, I want him to replace Rojo. I don't want him replacing McKinnon or Pacheco. Cause I think we've been yeah. meshing fine. Uh, I don't, I don't want it to work hurt what we've been working on for the past several weeks and what we've been working well with for the past several weeks. So that part, I'm like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, if they come back, does that hurt us or does that make us better? So I'm kind of wishy-washy in that situation. But I think we showed it the last game. Like it was, it was kind of a dogfight, but it was like, we kind of had it in the bag. I think, I think, Andy Reid, what he does best is working off of what he's done previous games and then come into the playoffs and just fucking unleash his massive schlong and just go, you know. So I think that's what's going to happen. He's going to mushroom stamp, you know, Doug Peterson. And also, uh, fun fact, um, Andy Reid is undefeated against Doug Peterson, so that's kind of a cool cool stat line um, that we're going what off of here. Played against each other. Is it just two? two or it it's just two. It's two. I didn't know if there's a third one. Nope. Yeah, I, so. I like that comp of that game. They're a little bit different of teams. A little bit, but the the the, the defense and the young hotshot quarterback kind of just the defense just had... is genu- genuinely what scares me. I'm not like as concerned about the quarterback because like I don't think that the defense I don't think plays like any worse necessarily than they would. So like the quarterback being good almost doesn't matter because the receivers were going to get open anyways. So, and, and it's also like, how is our defense going to act in this game? If we get, you know, the first eight weeks of the season where our defense was meshing so well, playing well together, or are we going to get like these past few weeks where, you know, Nick Bolton's been a little silent. Willie Gay's been replaced with Darius Harris. Like, you know, what are we getting here? I don't know. Are we saving bodies? You know, I, I just want us to go out here and stay healthy. That is the most important thing. Everybody just needs to be healthy for the, you know, and, and be, and be fucking win. Whatever you got to do to win. And I don't first worry about later. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want Chad. Chad Haney want us a playoff game. What was it last year or two years ago? Like, but game, I don't want to see Chad Haney again. Yeah. I don't want to see Chad Haney. I just want us to come in, leave healthy and with a win. And because it's that next week that I'm worried about, you know, we're either facing the Bills or the Bengals and I don't want to look ahead. I want us to win this game just healthy and without a doubt. That's it. That's all. Yeah, the amount of uh, Justin Watson crossers we're going to be setting up against Buffalo in this game is going to be monumental. I am calling it right now. He is running a sluggo route and it's going to hit. I'm calling it. They have been building up for him to run a sluggo. And in all seriousness, let's not forget the most important aspect of this game. Uh, Andy Reid's coming off a bye week, so Jack that is it, Andy. That's really that's, what it is. that's that's it. Yeah, that is huge. Like we always said, it bye bye weeks. The first round of the playoffs are huge. I don't know where their injuries are at. 
I don't know where Jacksonville's injuries are at. I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at that, but you know, you're adding that game onto your schedule and it hurts. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't right, matter. Well, Andy Reid's coming off a bye, but we got, Oh, I need, I need my score. Predi- no, I got to get my score prediction. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, you got score prediction. Okay. So, you know, how I said it was going to be like a big, like first half. And then like, I think it's going to be like, they score 21 in the first half and we shut that shit down. I think, I think at the end of the game, I liked what Gavin said, 34, 21. I think we're going to keep going. I think it's going to be in the forties. I think we're going to get like 40, 40, Two, what would be a good number? 44? I, I, I just like their defense too much for 40, I guess. Like, I, I, I do think they've been playing a lot better defense. No, I'm going to say a 45-21. We're going to fucking just... Right, fuck it, there you go. All also, right, the uh, also, Cisco, fuck Cisco. I hope we fucking just cream his shit. I oh, hate him. yeah. That'll it's be the a little Cisco. Bit of it, no, it, you know, you know, goddamn good and well. Trey Trey Smith is pulling and he's missing a linebacker just to hit Cisco in the in the secondary. You know, damn good and well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's just cover kind of the Buffalo and Cincy game at the same time. I mean, Baltimore probably should have beaten Cincinnati, but. Tyler Huntley like reached over the goal line too soon. Um, that was kind of a bad play. Uh, Baltimore is kind of a mess now. Kind of a I, I don't really need to talk about them too much. And Josh Allen turned the ball over a fuck ton and like almost let Skyler Thompson beat him. He almost got beat by an insurance salesman. That- so I really for this like Buffalo is going to play Cincinnati at Buffalo. Like this is obviously t- the technical resumption. Of the Monday night game, they got stopped due to uh, Demar Hamlin's uh, injury or cardiac arrest or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, this is pretty much just like the rubber match of this, except it's in Buffalo instead of Cincinnati. I guess really, I don't even want to go over last week's games because they were the same game but different, where the better team played a divisional opponent that knows them well and like took them to the wire and both probably could have and should have lost. So really, I think this is more of a, who are you more concerned about in terms of like for this game and who do you think is going to win? I So I, um, I'm more concerned about um, Cincinnati. We can't beat Cincinnati. And on top of that, I, there's this weird thing with the bills right now the turnovers of josh josh allen are um obviously what i'm referring to but um i think ironically i think uh he gets to him in a really funny way to where patrick mahomes has so much crap that's just i don't want to say gift uh, gifted to him let's just call it what it is like andy Reid is just gonna get this fucking dude open all you got to do is just put it in the same zip code and it's just whatever like i feel like Josh Allen just doesn't get any of those in the Buffalo offense. There's no gimmies. There's no. He doesn't. Like, he hasn't learned to check down yet. That's no, kind of what there, I noticed. There's there's nothing that's just easy there. It looks like um everything is a home run ball. I really feel like in terms of the like plays where uh, Patrick Mahomes is just supposed to figure it out and not just you know hike run uh look throw like I really feel like in terms of those amount of plays they're honestly like the exact same quarterback. Like sometimes Patrick throws it downfield and you're going, what the fuck? Why was that thrown directly through a defensive back's hands? And another time it's a dime downfield. Josh Allen has that exact same thing. Just uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing that every 40 throws right now because there's 30 just schemed open bullshit plays in between. And Josh Allen's got to do that every single drop back. 
it feels like. It just that's what it feels like to me watching the Buffalo offense, what it felt like watching it against Skyler. And um, I guess for that reason, that's why I, I, I don't want to play Cincy. I, I don't really. I, I go ahead, Beans. I'm in I'm on a different note. Like I think how do I put this? I, I'm trying to word this correctly without sounding like a dipshit. Um, I think we play better against the Bills considering where they're at injury-wise, but I feel like the fans want Bengals because I feel like the fans might think that's a more winnable game, but I think we pair better against the Bills. You know what these three – you, know the, you know what us three right – you know what us three teams remind me of? And it's going to be a nostalgic feeling you guys are going to get here. It reminds me of Pats versus Colts. And then we're the Pats. And I would say the Bills are the Colts. And then like, like Bengals are kind of that Steelers, you know, back in the 2000s, mid, mid 2000s era, you know, like it just gives me all those, you know, nostalgic feelings. That's, that's what, that's what this generation is uh, facing right now. We're facing Pats, Colts, and Steelers is what we've got in these three teams. So who do you fear? You didn't answer the damn question. Actually, Cam, I fear, you didn't even answer the question. I don't I know. Asking, yeah, who, who do you fear? I, I, I was asking the question of, like, who who are you most concerned about for this coming game because of how bad both oh. of played? Oh, that was well, the real I'm, question. Oh, well, I mean, I'm we, concerned – I'm more concerned for the Bills because they're hurt. They don't have, like, you know, they're not 100% right now. But the Bengals, you know, they are also hurt because their left tackle, Jonah Williams, went out with a dislocated kneecap, which is his second one this season. Last time he last time he just threw a knee brace on it and called it good. Uh, I think they had another offensive lineman go down. Like, it, yeah, it's like... And so, that's why I was going to say I'm more concerned for the Bengals because... That offensive line being bad. It back to being bad. Back to being bad again. Joe, Joe is great. Joe is very Joe is very Brady-ish, if that makes sense. I'm not calling him Tom Brady, but he plays a lot like him. And but and he's like not immobile, but like he's not Josh Allen. That's not it. That's not his first choice. It's not his first, you know. Yeah, he's a carve you up guy, not a not an improviser. Yes. All right, well, I think the Bengals still win, by the way. Um, I think Josh yeah. Allen is turning the ball over at too high of a rate right now. Um, the only cause for pause is that it's at Buffalo. Um, and also, I'm just biased. I want to play the Bengals. I think everybody I, wants the Bengals because of the 13-second game last year. I think everybody just wants that to happen again. No, I want the Bengals because I don't if, – if the Bills win and we go to Atlanta – and let, let's just say we go to Atlanta, we beat the Bills in Atlanta, and, like, we win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be – I would almost – this is such a wild take. I would be more okay – I – God, this is – you guys are going to kill me for this take. Good. I would be equally as happy with a Super Bowl loss, but we beat the Bengals in the AFC title game. Then if we beat the Bills and won the Super Bowl, no, I, I am I am on top. Take. I support that statement. Honestly, I know it's a crazy take, and that goes that flies in the face of so much of what I believe. Of you gotta win Super Bowls because your window's only open for so long. But like, we gotta beat the like, 
Because the thing is, is like you win that Super Bowl, it's going to be like, well, you still didn't beat Joe Burrow. Like, th- there's not an asterisk to it. You still won it legit, but like, you got it at some point beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals to like, it- it's like a legacy thing. You know what I mean? I support that statement. Like, granted, I I know where a lot of people would be yelling and screaming at the you know their phones right now is because they awful take. It's an awful take. But Pat needs to beat Joe. Like, it's just the way that it is. Gavin, like when Peyton needed to beat Brady. Yes. Even if Peyton loses that Super Bowl in two thousand six to Rex Grossman, like he needed to beat Brady. Pat needs to beat Joe. Like you need it on the resume because you might get two Super Bowls. Joe might get fucking zero, but it's going to come down to like, well, you never beat fucking Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gavin. So I, again, you phrased that really, really, really well. And I agree the Joe versus Pat Mahomes thing is spot on. I think the thing that that almost completely disregards I understand we haven't seen Jalen Hurts in the playoffs and we haven't seen them play a game yet, but I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. So like, I understand that we have, I have this, we have this, like, you know, they're the Bengals, they're Joe Burrow. That's Josh Allen. They're the bills. They're in our division or they're in our conference. That's who we think of. But I feel like that um, while I agree, I understand where it's coming from. It's also comes off like super disingenuous to what's probably the best team on paper I uh we haven't seen Jalen Hurts in a playoff game and win and play well. I understand all that, but on paper, I still feel like they're the best team, and I want to emphasize that because that that game is probably going to be more difficult. If I'm being honest with us, I honest to God. So when I think about that take, I I think a lot of that comes from if we're talking two years ago, like we're favorites to win the like we're favorites to win the Super Bowl now, but like. I felt like we should be able to win a Super Bowl like two years ago and the year prior and even last year. Right. But I felt like the time to win the Super Bowl was now like this was like, like the expectation should be to win the Super Bowl right now, going into this year, going into this playoffs. I didn't even think we were like the best team in the AFC. Like we're the number one seed, but I don't feel like, we're a team that I would expect to win the Super Bowl. So I can't be mad at the team for not winning the Super Bowl. So, like, that's why getting I, yeah. over this hump yeah. is valuable, even if it doesn't result in a Super Bowl win, if that makes yeah. sense. Uh, like, no, you're, you hit the nail on the head there because, like, a lot of analysts had us at like eight wins, you know, bar- barely squeaking it. You know, a lot of us, a lot of them had us third place in our division. You know, not, not many people had us riding into this spot. So, you know, it's kind of us against the world mentality right now. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. All right. Let's talk about the NFC. Um, Vikings, frauds, Giants win. That's all I want to say. I don't, I don't need to talk about the game anymore. The only thing I want to posit to you, I was listening to the radio and Greg Jennings came on to uh, Fox Sports Radio. He had a take that was so like to our Daniel Jones. No, it was it was literally like you ate something and the texture was bad, so you wanted to spit it out, but then you tasted it, and it was like you know what, this might not be bad. And Greg Jennings came in and said. 
the Giants have a chance against the Eagles because Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback. Whoa. And I stood there and I was like, Daniel Jones isn't a top 10 quarterback. And then I thought about it and was like, Daniel Jones might be a top 15 quarterback, though. Like when you think about all the bad quarterbacks. So, so it's just like, I don't know. It was super unpalatable. Like I, I couldn't believe like what I was hearing. But like, at the same and, time, we, it was just we, like, wait a minute. Daniel Jones is throwing to Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins and is winning a playoff game. And I get that the Vikings defense is bad. And like that was readily pointed out in like the radio show and everything. But like it got asked like like when when he would when the hosts that were laughing at Greg James were asked to name 10 quarterbacks, two was like one of the ones that they listed. And I was like, would I rather have Tua than Daniel Jones? Like, I don't even know. I think I would rather have Daniel Jones. So, um, everything there is correct. The problem with it is, um, in the same way that Daniel Jones is, like, shocking the world right now, and, like, holy crap, he might be a top 15 quarterback. Because um, of Brian Dable. <laughs> well, not even that, but yes. Uh, Jalen Hurts is shocking the world and is a MVP caliber and arguably would have been the MVP if he doesn't get hurt. So, like, we're talking about a quarterback that's exceeding expectations and is, like, a top 15, top 10, maybe quarterback. Now, granted, I don't want to compare the situations or whatever. Daniel Jones is in a yeah, yeah, yeah. much worse situation just in terms of quarterback play this season. But uh, you're talking about a guy that's top 10, top 15 versus the MVP, the above Patrick like Mahomes. Top five Allen. level yeah. at this point. So, like, that gap is so large in this game that, well, yes, but if you're going to use that logic, you can't just disregard Jalen Hurts in that game as well. I, I think I think a lot of it too is that Jalen's been banged up. Um yes. I wanna I want to take this opportunity to basically just say just because he might be one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL doesn't necessarily make him really good. 10 is just a number after well, all. Well that's it that should speak volume for the top like like you mentioned earlier it speaks more volume for the top quarterbacks. Yeah I mean like for there's, Brian Dable. That too. Yeah, that no, too. No. He's he is rolling out here, and honestly, I I keep saying he should be coach of the year candidate because he's I, rolling he out be there. The coach of the year, goddamn it! Yes, because yes. he's rolling out there with an insurance salesman at quarterback and is doing pretty damn good. Like yes. da- Daniel and Jones, that insurance knows, salesman, they get taken sixth overall. Let's no, not. okay, but Daniel Jones before they were talking about not giving him a contract to now, like okay, he might get a contract now. Like is that, he the next that's the portals. Is he going to, like, beat the Eagles, make it to the title game, and then, like, get a contract and then get cut next year? This is the first time in Daniel Jones' career he's been in, like, a okay situation. And the only thing that changed, he's never had a good receiver to throw to. The only thing that's changed is he's got a reasonable coach to help put together an offense. A, a reasonable, a reasonable uh, coach and healthy Saquon. Don't, don't forget Kafka's the OC there. Dude, yeah. Kafka low-key should be also be getting a head coaching yes. job. Like, Kafka's good. Um, like Brian Dable uh, is just one of those dudes too, where it's like he got hired as the head coach, and it was like, and he was good, and it was like, yeah, not like surprising. Like, could have seen that coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I think, uh, to me, this what I've learned from Daniel Jones is like when you look at quarterback play, and when we say he's top ten, like 
Now when we look at all these shitty quarterbacks, like I'm just I'm done. I'm done evaluating quarterbacks when there is just a situation that makes it impossible. Like evaluating someone on the Rams this year, it's just not worth it. Like don't do it. You can't it's doesn't mean anything. It's worthless. Someone on the uh Colts this year. Like the list goes on and on of these situations, these organizations, these whatever. That is just like impossible for anybody to put up like numbers in. I'm just not evaluating them. They don't count. When we rank the quarterbacks, it goes like zero to twenty because the bottom twelve teams just don't count. They they don't exist. Their quarterback is just worthless. Okay, it, quick question. No. Lions. Serious question though. This year, like this current year, where would you have put Brady in your in your spot? Where would you have um, ranked him at? 17, not not take 16. take everything aside. You know, you just looked it's at a blind sheet. Is like Brady feels like super middle of the pack, but the middle of the pack is a lot closer to ten than it is to like sixteen. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like, God, I, I'd have to go through the list, right? Yes, and like we actually thought about doing this beans. We, you know, way. that's what we'll do. We'll rank after free agency beans. We're each gonna like rank all the quarterbacks that are projected as the starters. And then, like, I'll add them up for points, and it'll be like a composite list. I like that. So we'll do that. We we can get like a couple other people to give it to us too, so we can get like a big. It can be like an AP poll. That's what we'll. There we go. go. Yeah, we'll get AP AP poll. There we go. Boom. We'll have an AP poll. It's called the F three F. It's the F three S poll. We'll get cats to do it. We'll get cash to do it. Like we can. There we go. Honestly, yeah. we we can get like Trey to do it because Trey doesn't know fucking anything. He'll just do name value. It'll be like the bad. Ra- we need to, we need to get Rachel's input. Uh, yes, yeah, it, yes, Rachel should do that too. And sod Trey, just send ha- us your list. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, like, just hit us up at underscore underscore F three S. That's underscore underscore F three S. If you want to be on our composite list, that'll be after free agency. Um, yeah. So Eagles Giants. I don't really care about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins threw a pass three yards when they needed a like that's the viking season i don't care um anyways so tom brady got his ass beat by the cowboys even though the kicker couldn't make a field goal and the niners eventually kicked the seahawks ass um and so now they're playing um i don't think we learned anything about either team because i don't think the 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 seahawks aren't like uber great i don't think geno smith is like all that good i think he's proven that he is a solid c-level quarterback he's like a different type of jimmy garoppolo in a sense he went from like non-starter to like bottom 32 starter yeah like geno smith should be starting because the talent pool at quarterback is not good yes um and then i mean the here's the thing. We're overreacting to uh, Dallas winning that game against Tampa when Tampa's like really should have been like a six win team this year. <laughs> like Tampa again, really wasn't any good. And again, Dallas played well, like I wanted the Lions. Teams. Huh? The the Lions would have been better in this situation. Dude, I know, I know, I know. Beans, I'm telling you right now. Okay, here's what I think. I think personally, and this is this. This is not even a hot take. I think that we should we should go and like for the seven spot, you should take all the teams that are like at the record that the seven C would be in and like minus one game or something like that. And you just have like a committee pick who the best team to play is. 
I agree because the li- I think like, the Lions could have gave a better run for the money. Here's my thing: the seven seeds bullshit. Like yes. this. The seven seed is a joke. It's a farce. Like well, kids do you think- grow up with it and they'll like think it's normal and like whatever. The seven seed is a cash grab. They fucking they did, but this is this is new. This is this happened two years ago. Can we not redact yeah. and say it, yeah we it, fucked it, up? Out, here's the thing that pisses me off about the seven seed. You're gonna get me fucking heated about this. The fucking seven seed allowed us to put two fucking games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. Because super wildcard bullshit money grab. And guess what? Now we got teams on fucking Monday playing a game on Sunday against a team that played on a fucking Saturday. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? What was the math behind that? Because you could have done three on Saturday and three on Sunday. Exactly. You just played the AFC one day and the NFC the next day. And there you go. It's done. It's dusted. And, like, you can have the one seeds play, like, on the Saturday. So that way, like, the first Saturday can just be the two one seed games. Because then they get, like, the extra rest going to the conference championship game. And the teams that they're playing get less rest. No, and I agree. No, like I said, bullshit. this is – it is. Bullshit. I can stand 17 playoffs. You can come up to me and say, we did it for money. And I know you did it for money. And I can accept that you did it for money. But what I can't stand is I can't stand for an uneven playing field while you're reaching in your grubby little fucking pockets for every last little fucking piece of couch change because you already added the goddamn team. You're putting it on Monday night, and you're you're creating a competitive imbalance and probably going to get someone fucking hurt because of it. It's bullshit. I hate it. Just give me seven teams. Three on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then the Saturday, Sunday, the next week, and then I don't – you can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care how you get to the next Sunday on which side of the bracket gets more rest because they'll both have the same amount of rest. It doesn't matter. The playoffs are for fucking fairness and whatever. And I don't want to hear anything about like, oh, well, they should have won more games then. No, fuck that. Like, but you know they're – fair in the playoffs. You earned the spot even if you're the fucking seven seed. But they're not going to get away with it. They're not going to do away with it, even though I think they should. They're not going to do away with it, though, because 34.8 million people watch the Bucks versus Cowboys for some godforsaken reason. It's because it's the fucking Cowboys. That's why they put it there, because everyone in their fucking mother is a Cowboys fan because they were good in the 90s once. Well, three, three years. Doesn't matter. Fuck it. Bullshit. Fucking hate it. They literally just use geriatric Tom Brady and some team that only fucking 90s kids like. And we just watched it like the fucking fools that we are. We can't get away from it. It's like bad reality TV. It's like Milf Manor. We couldn't turn away. This is the intro. I am putting this in at the intro. Good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I, I don't even know. Uh, fuck it. Giants and fucking Niners are winning. Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, give me Chiefs, Bengals, and Giants, Niners, because I'm a crackhead. I actually made like a, uh, I made a parlay bet, and I'm pretty sure I didn't take the Giants, so I don't actually like believe that because my money's not where my mouth is. I'm pretty sure I just took Eagles and uh, Niners, but fuck it, right? Yeah. Um. I- <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. After that rant, it's really hard to get back into here with, uh, you know, what's going to happen in objective football shit. Um, I think the Chiefs win. I think the Eagles win. That's still my Super Bowl pick. Um, that's really the only things that I care about because those are the teams that are going to end up playing for the Super Bowl. So, uh, here we go. That's that's what um, I got. You, we got. You're going to have to remind me of who my final Super Bowl pick was. I can't even remember who it was. Uh, I got It's a perfect segue into what we are doing. We're looking back at one year of Flyover State Sports Show. Beans, did you have one more take for us before we go on this amazing journey? You want my take on the games? Uh, I kind of just want to know who you think is going to win, honestly. Like, well, I, I Chiefs. Kinda, I kind of took the air out of the fucking room as I fucking a little bit. complained. <laughs> I, I brought up the subject, so it's my fault. I got Chiefs winning, obviously. I got the Eagles winning, obviously. I think the Bills are going to win, and then, and then I think the 49ers are going to win. The defense is too good. Shock, shock. Um, did you have any other analysis that you wanted to do? No. Okay, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I feel like I ruined the segment. <laughs> no, that's because it has brought us to the wonderful journey that it has been over the past year. It is time for us to look back upon all of the retarded takes that Beans has had. It is time for us to look upon all of the incorrect things that oh, Sam no. has said. I, I just can't even wait to see what he had for like his thought-provoking moments. So, Here, one second. I will be right. I'll be right back real quick. Sam has got a piss. So while he's gone, I'm going to kind of explain how I'm planning on doing this. Um, so for everybody's, um, I guess, for everybody listening, Beans has been, we, we have our show sheets from throughout the show history. So I'm going to go throughout our history, go up, and everything that catches my eye along the way, I am going to point out I am going to talk about, we are going to make fun of each other. We're going to talk about all the times we were right, too. There's some great shit in here that if people would have just listened to us and taken our knowledge, they would have been months, if not years ahead of Traylon Burks actually being asked. So, listen in, folks. Strap in. It is time. And there's no better way to start this than our very first episode and the amount of times we've made fun of the American legal process along the way. Oh. Our very first episode was when... Uh, Alvin Kamara gangbanged some dude outside the Pro Bowl with his friend. Oh, my God. He beat him up. He beat him up. He didn't gangbang him. And that is still ongoing. This this is sponsored by Butch Cheese Balls. Butch (laughs) Cheese Balls. Fucking Alvin Kamara is still just living life after beating the fuck out of another just random dude with his friends. I want to know who his lawyer is. He has court date, like... Push back, so like he'll probably just be suspended for this next year. That that's damn. Yeah, we've made fun of the American legal process, uh, and that is one of the reasons why. Um, as we go through here, we remember that Gavin's very American legal process is a joke. I hate it. Yes, we remember that Gavin's very first hot take was that Joe Brady was the very best coach in Carolina, and what did we learn? Nothing, because he's the quarterback coach in Buffalo with Josh Allen, who can't stop throwing to the defense. Maybe Joe Brady was the problem. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, the whole coaching staff had to get fired too. Steve Steve Wilkes almost won the goddamn. Steve Wilkes was one win against Tampa Bay away from winning that goddamn division that Matt Rule just fucking pissed all over that team with. So I don't know. We don't know a couple, anything. 
couple episodes later, we st- we begin our draft coverage. We have a couple uh, mock drafts, of which I won't go into too much detail. I do want to point out, though, we had a prospect spotlight at this point. And oh, Sam God. was actually Sam was the smartest one because he just picked mystery player, quarterback, and didn't actually put a player's name to himself because the two names that uh, Beans and I put to ourselves of Jerry and Ely and... Jojo Doman from Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, both of which were very interesting players, but I've done fuck nothing in the NFL. I would have rather taken the mystery <laughs> quarterback, even though all the quarterbacks suck from this year's class. I feel like the mystery quarterback was probably Skylar Thompson. I think that's probably. who it was. It probably hey, was. Thompson's done more in the NFL than those two combined, so fuck it. I won. There you go. Yeah. That's right. This episode was also the unveiling of the Ian Thomas fleeing from pursuit story. Oh, my God. <laughs> of which, if you do not recall, essentially Ian Thomas uh, immediately or actually afterwards um, fled from police on the back of a motorcycle. His friend dropped him off the back of the motorcycle. He walked a half a mile home and was since arrested on his walk home. Um, immediately after that, he signed a $16.5 million uh, deal with the Carolina Panthers because they pay care- criminals, apparently. Dude, um, Carolina's a mess. Yes. Huge Carolina was a mess before we started this podcast, and they're probably more of a mess after. Yes. It's uh, even better. It gets even better because one of my personal favorite episodes over the last year, the Controversial Combine, of which... A loaded show because the combine was nothing but contra or everything except controversy. Even before the combine, this was when we figured out that Calvin Ridley was betting on games in which or in a league he was getting payments from. Uh, This was the episode we talked about and made fun of. We were right. Cliff Kingsbury getting expended all the extended all the way to 2027. Hit it, Beans. You're gonna love this. I think. I don't even. I couldn't even told you that he would have gotten fired after this year. This we, is the okay, episode. We talked about how stupid this was. At this this is the no. This is the episode that lives in infamy because you know what the thought provoking moment was this week. Was this what? the one where you said a sandwich is bigger? When this is the moment sandwiches were cut diagonally. God damn it! That was so fucking stupid. <laughs> what an episode! This uh, was a great episode. You no, know, I mean like, hey, like. People, Cliff, someone who has millions of dollars decided to give Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury that money. And Dude. all three of us came on here and made fun of it. And I always want to re listen to what we said. Someone had to have said that he was going to get fired, like after this extension. Like, after I almost, I'm almost pretty sure Gavin probably did say he's fired. <laughs> I, Dude, uh, he's stuck. I, it didn't make any goddamn sense. Good God. God, this was such a great episode. episode. I know that uh, we spent a fucking minute making fun of the simulcast. The 40-yard dash was being wrong. Kenny Pickett having tiny hands and Traylon Burks just flat out lying about the character that was Traylon Burks' hands. Um, (laughs) I do remember Kenny Pickett's tiny hands. That dude ended up being the best quarterback in that draft class, too. Yeah. Oh, this was also the tornado. Yes, this this was was the tornado. Yeah. Dang, this is such a good episode. Yeah, that, that that episode was loaded. If you haven't listened to the show and like you're this is your first one, I don't know why. Like you, you know, we're great. If you're looking go for back, vintage bad podcasting, this is it. Yeah, go go back to episode five and give it a listen. That was one of my favorite to record. It's one of my. It has rewatchability or re-listen or whatever the fuck. Uh, like beyond belief. Uh, the next episode actually, uh, we covered Aaron Rodgers resigning and returning and. Uh, <laughs> Which is crazy because he might not be back next. Oh, this was such a what? 
Yeah. Wins to Washington. Game. Yes. Oh that's yeah, awesome. man, that was a big episode. Yeah, that that episode was a lot of quarterbacks. There was probably a lot of Carson Wentz defending in that episode, though. Yeah, I don't know if I, I yeah. listened to that. I I know I, I, I know I defended Carson Wentz too. I will admit it. Yeah, I I did. Well. I am a dude. We're like a three man army on like defending Carson Wentz. We might be I, the last three, and I don't even know if all three of us are on board anymore. No, I still think Carson Wentz is better than public opinion, but I think the public opinion, like, landslide of Carson Wentz sucks has always been ahead of him for the last three years. Yeah. So, uh... I can't wait to I talk about my, Aaron uh, Rodgers again. It's gonna Sam be, like, the same aware, fucking thing. Sam has been aware of this take I've had for years. Um, the next episode was when I covered the Kadarius Tony versus Lamar Jackson war oh of God, our I lifetime. I got and, you to name drop that fucking topic today, too. Yes, we did. It's actually, it's still here. Sam uh, correctly Black. called out that uh, Brad Underwood was not coming to coach Kansas State basketball. And not only what a call, but uh, good job, Sam, for not letting Brad Underwood come here and letting us acquire Coach Tang. You take full responsibility. Correct? I mean, I told you he wasn't going to come. <laughs> yes, you, you're but, right. You know, the best things are things that you don't expect. Um, this was the episode also that uh, Tom Brady decided, fuck family, they suck. Um, oh I don't God. care yeah. about them. So uh, here, here we are. Um, hot takes for the next week. Sam, you just say rice, and I'm confused. I don't remember why you would have complained about rice. Be- Beans' trouble with his hot takes in the show sheet is for the first, like, Ooh, 20 episodes, Beans only wrote down Beans has one. And so it's impossible to know what Beans We don't know about. what it is. We have to go yeah. back. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, I no, wait, 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 wait. I bet you what happened. I think I remember this now. I think I made rice and was eating it like during the show. And I was talking about how good my rice was. I think that's what it was. Maybe. Yeah, I, I complained about whether people using 100% certainty, which is like spot on still to this day. They're fucking retarded. I hate that some of them have doctorates and are allowed to keep Hey, it. yo, fuck weatherman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe Sam, the next episode, actually calling out Trey Lance directly, uh, saying he sucks. So good job. He's worse than Brock Purdy. Yeah. Because I. When did I say that? Like, wh- wh- what point? This is March 28th. Oh, man. Yeah, this is like a couple, a month after the Super Bowl. Um, my guess is that he didn't show anything like in the re- previous regular season, like at all. And yeah, I yeah. get Trey Lance hasn't shown me fucking anything to like prove that he's actually good. He's like a mystery box at this point, yes. but with some NFL tape. Um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know what like he is and I don't know where he'll go. I feel really yeah. bad for him. Because, like, he just hasn't been able to play consistent football literally since, like, 2019. Like, we're getting into a point where he hasn't played consistent football in three years. Yes. Beans? So, uh, the week before that, on March 21st of 2022, we did a mock draft for the Kansas City Chiefs for all seven rounds. And we got two players correct, but in a different order. So, out of us three drafting for all seven rounds, Gavin got Leo Chanel correct at pick 30. Cool. A little bit of a reach, but you got him. A lot of bit of a reach. Let's not beat around the bush, please. That's a lot of bit of a reach. We got that. Well, hold on here. The number two that was correct. The the second one that was correct was Justin Ross. I picked him at pick 62. (laughs) (laughs) 
put a lot of <laughs> hey, we were both right. That's what, what fucking fuck were you thinking? We were both fucking right, okay? No, we weren't. You're a big dude. Oh my god. We were both fucking Man, right. That player was acquired off the street, and you picked him with a second round pick. That's what I Hold in the back. I picked a player in the first round that was picked in the early third, and you picked an undrafted motherfucker. Don't compare oh us. I'm still right. <laughs> Bro. That was a fucking reach at the time. It's even worse in hindsight. We don't even to just the only way that you like make up for that like pick is like if Justin Rosh comes back next year and is like a Pro Bowl level receiver. Otherwise, like you doing that for a mock is like infamous. To be fair, on the year of our no. Lord, March 21st, 2022, we didn't know Justin Ross had a bad back. Yes, we yes, did. We did. We, no, we did it. We didn't know it was that bad. No, we knew this neck barely worked. Biz, you didn't play football. He was, still, like mocked. He was still being days. mocked. He was still being mocked in the first round. How am I wrong for grabbing him at 62? You know what? No, I'm not. Okay. I got to go back through like mock drafts to like see if that's true, but I don't think that's true at all. No. It's no. Okay. I don't all know right. mock drafts you're no, following. Show me the you... mock draft from March that's Justin Ross in the first fucking round. And then, you know, they might have been, they might have been my mock, they might have been my mock drafts. Oh, God. There's so much. Uh, I, I, Sam, I wanna... Sam I, I you wanna... picked, you picked uh, Christian Watson at pick 94. Hey, that's not that bad. Um, yeah. no, go go to the start. Go to the very start of the draft. Oh God! Go through it and like read it down and say who picked you. I want to see if like anyone picked anyone like cool that like we know. Okay, so picked, like, at, a fucking bust. Okay, at pick thirty, Sam, you pick Brian Asamoah. Turd, you pick. Yeah, turd, you pick. Round linebackers in the first round. Yeah, uh, bad. Bad. Uh, I pick Boye Mafe, Turd, Leo Chanel. Uh, 62, uh, Sam picked Nick Benito, edge out of Oklahoma. Turd, you had Kingsley and her baby. That guy, uh, edge out of South Carolina. And I had Justin Ross. Sam, 94. At pick 94, Sam got Christian Watson. Turd got Khalil Shakir. Turd got Khalil Shakir. I picked Jojo Doman. Man, we are bad at this. We are really bad at this. To be fair, we're using PFF. PFF is always a little bit of a reach. Um, Sam, at pick 103, you had JoJo Doman. Turd, you had JoJo Doman. I had Zion McCollum, cornerback out of Sam Houston. Pick 135, uh, Sam picked Smoke Monday. Turd picked... That, that was a name pick. <laughs> Turd picked Neil Farrell out of LSU, and I picked Neil Farrell as well. Yeah. I don't know if me and Beans actually picked the same players here, but I don't claim them. They are Beans. Pick two thirty. <laughs> pick two thirty three. I don't know how this can be true because uh, Chamari Connor, I think, is in this year's draft, not last year's. So uh, Sam, you picked him last year, so he might be an officer hey, this year. Hey, hey. <laughs> Turd, you got Kennedy Brooks out of OU. I picked Kennedy but, Brooks out of OU. But but wait, who's the goes in this next round to Turd? Pick 243. <laughs> uh, Sam had LeBron Ray D. Lyman out of 
Alabama. Hang on, I'll do mine first. I had Eric Swenson out of Oklahoma, offensive tackle. Turd, you had Ryan Stonehouse, punter out of Colorado hey, State. Hey. Offensive player or player of the fucking year, rookie of the year, whatever he, he should have been. He's a punter, so he's not going to get it. Best performance was punter very good. this year. I thought I'd yeah. pick Stonehouse, too. Hang on. So, uh, maybe a different pick, pick 251. Sam picked some guy named Jatari Carter out of Southern offensive tackle. Turd, you picked Derek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I took a second punter. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Turd, you picked Darian Butler, linebacker out of Arizona State. And I took Tegan Quirtentino out of no, tight end out of Oregon State. I started taking dudes names like yep. at this point. And yep. then pick pick 259. Sam picked Tyler Goodson, running back out of Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Ooh. Oh, turd pick Matt Arizona. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. That guy's in jail. Oh, oh, no. And then, and then I pick Jack Cohen, quarterback out of Notre Dame. Yeah. I feel like that's worse than any pick that we had because we all knew that Jack Cohen sucked. I picked him just for a back, backup quarterback reason. Bro, I wouldn't yes. take Jack Cohen as my fucking insurance salesman. Um, so... I into the next episode here. Actually, so in between that episode and this next one, Tyree Kill was traded. And I remember we had an emergency episode about. We that. did. That was, a big deal. Uh, yeah. that was a big splash. Yep. Uh, the next episode, you guys remember, and it makes a lot more sense now. Um, God, I don't even remember what podcast I'd heard it on. Um, they were talking about Malik Willis's interviews at the combine and talking about essentially yes. not loving football. And you didn't hear it anywhere. Like, it was just suppressed. Malik Willis, after this, is still being talked about as a top pick. But, like, there was this really, 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 um, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, scary or concerning interviews, quite answers with Malik Willis. And it's interesting. A guy that's being talked about as, a, like, possible number one and, like, could be even, like, you know, number two, number three overall pick in the draft. Ends up going to the third round. There, I don't know why the NFL media just decided – I. I, I uh, th- pretty sure I said at the time they were scared to essentially talk badly uh, character notes on Malik Willis because of what happened with Justin Fields and like just the, the the racism card that gets like thrown around with that. It's a really, really fine line. And I understand the media not for doing that. It's really interesting if that and it looks we have more. It appears that there could be truth to it, but it was just never reported. I, I find that. I do remember that. I, I, I remember that. That's kind of wild that got like lost. Yeah, in like the shuffle of our episodes. Yes, the, this was also the infamous flyover game show where I asked you guys a bunch of random questions and turd lost horribly. Bad, bad, actually, bad idea on our part too. I don't think anyone really cared about the fucking game show. <laughs> I feel like we should bring it back. I feel like we need to bring One it back. Episode, I'll bring it back for an offseason. I'm pretty sure I get to host it because I won. Yeah, you won, so you get to host the next one. You get to ask Turd and I a bunch of random questions uh, about dude, not sports. Even sports not oh even God! Related. Bullshit! Damn. Um, yeah, we're bringing it back. Hey, one retweet and we'll from anyone not on this podcast, and we'll bring back the Flyover Game Show. Jesus and, uh, Christ! And, and you also get entered into our fucking T-shirt thing at underscore underscore F three S. That's underscore underscore F three S. So in the next episode, uh, April fifth of twenty twenty two, we uh, in major news had Nigel Pack transferring away. Um, yeah. We covered that, but also in more important news, uh, Gavin went to war with the term smokescreen and Beans went to war with potatoes. This is true, yeah. Yes. Wait, no, you went uh, to war with potatoes? 
Yeah, I don't remember if I was for him against him. <laughs> well, was it, it obviously wasn't that hot of a day. Jesus Christ. All right. I mean, potatoes can go in many fashions, but also they're like overrated. We, what? But Jesus Christ, beans! Fuck out of here, brother. <laughs> yeah, we, that might be worse than your sandwich take, Loki. We're, we're we're gonna take some time on this next episode, oh, April eleventh. No. All right. So keep in mind, we're like about uh, three weeks out from the draft at this. Point. Oh, this one's a good one. Like, this is a great ep- behind March eight. Our April 11 will always be like famous. <laughs> top five positional players on offense. Oh, and God. Oh, I am, no. I'm sorry. I'm just skipping over offensive line because I don't know who performed well, honestly. All um, of them. All, all the guys that we have on this list. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty sure I just like looked up five best offensive linemen in draft and then just copied that list because yep. I didn't do any research for this. So uh, I will, I'm going to buzz through our positions here. I'll go through each person, and we can make fun of us along the way. For tight ends, Sam went Trey McBride, Charlie Kohler, Isaiah Likely, Jelani Woods, and Grant Calcaterra. Also had Beans' as man, uh, Jake Ferguson, as a sleeper. That's my dude. That's my dog. I, uh, I feel really good about Isaiah Likely at three, by the way. Yeah. No, I, I think there's a lot of uh, – Kohler, Kohler and Likely are on the same team, too. Yeah, I know. Funny how that works. Um, Delani Kohler was like hurt this year, so I really don't know how good Kohler is. I think you saw things from everybody except Calcaterra to like, like, and mm-hmm. even Ferguson who, as your sleeper too. Well, Calcaterra is behind uh, Dawson. Uh, yeah, he's behind Dawson Knox. So no, he's. No, I thought Calcaterra was behind uh, Goder. Yeah, he's yeah, in the Eagles. He's at the Eagles. Yes. So he's a, he's in a good situation. Um, it's worth noting all three of us had uh, Trey McBride as our tight end one. It's pretty obvious at that point. I still think it is. Um, Greg Dulcich, I wanted to put Likely at number one at the time, like Loki, but I knew that was too hot of a take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McBride and Dulcich for uh, both Beans and me. And then I go to Jelani Woods and Charlie Kolar. And then I just put two sleepers in there. Um, I, I really like having Jelani Woods and Charlie Kohler. Still feel good about that there. Um, but I put James Mitchell, uh, who I really liked as a deep sleecher. I still kind of am a fan of him in Chicago, in uh, Detroit. And I also threw Jalen Weidemeyer in there for the great um, retardation wars of the tight end class of last year. And Jalen Weidemeyer was the only one to fail, just like he did every academic class along the way. Um <laughs> After Beans goes uh, Trey McBride and Greg Dulcich, he goes to, I think it's Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio Ruckert. State, Jelani Woods, and Beans actually had uh, the moron himself, Jalen White, uh, yeah, uh, Weidemeyer, as a Damn, top 10 tight end, or top, top 5 tight end. Yeah. Bad look. Um, I don't even know who Jerry Prince is. I still Not a clue. Jerry Prince is, Not a clue. He's your sleeper. He's still sleeping. Here's your sleeper. You're still asleep on him, bro. Beans, I... I've I've joked about this. We're gonna go to war with this on like right here. We're gonna settle this. So Beans was paid off by Travis Hardenberger, who may or may not be listening to this show, uh, because I know I know for a fact that um, one our, a person in our fantasy football league gave Beans a sum of money of some sort so that he could say that Sky Moore was a top five receiver in this in this league, and he even went as high to say number four. And this was only so that Beans could use our platform, could use this show to push up Skymore's ADP in Dynasty Fantasy Football and cause me to get more fucked than I currently am now. So, Beans, 
you need to tell the people listening how much money did you accept to give off those rankings, and then tell me and tell everyone how you drafted Christian Watson over him, anyways. <laughs> no, because I can tell them about how you have John Mechie as your wide receiver five, but then drafted Christian Watson over him too. So okay, I, at the time, I seriously, no, they know at the time. <laughs> so at the time. No, okay, Beans, one thing, just one thing. So for context for viewers, Beans had Sky Moore as the number four receiver in his draft class, had Christian Watson unranked, mm-hmm. and then Christian Watson does get technical higher draft capital in terms of pick positioning, but similar in terms of round, and both of them go to elite situations with quarterbacks. And Beans took Christian Watson, despite him liking Sky Moore. And now Gavin is pissed. Beans, yes. explain yourself. Well, okay. My first question for you, Gavin. Actually, no. I want to answer your question first on how much Travis paid me. There's a reason I have a new mic. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my question for you is, if I would have taken Sky Moore, would you have taken Christian Watson? Um, No. No. No, I mean, I, I've always wondered point. this. I've always wondered if you were just like butthurt that I took Christian Watson over you, and so you were stuck with Sky Moore. I will say, Sky no, Moore. But it doesn't make any sense because you said Sky Moore is better, and then you didn't take him, and he's just mad. I I do think. I don't know what my reasoning behind it was. I think Christian Watson just had more like. <laughs> I think I think I took Christian Watson because he had more immediate value. Sky Moore in the long run, I think, is a good choice because he's in Patrick Mahomes. I, we don't know where Christian Watson's going to be at because we don't know what we don't know what quarterback you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be next year. Frame, frame that Watson yet? Have you? Wouldn't that be the point? Is it to like trade Christian Watson for something because he had more immediate value? Like that's the reason you picked him. Yeah, sure. Frame that. You haven't traded him. Frame that in front of every team that Beans owns ever. I'm not exactly sure why I did it. <laughs> I oh, that's 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 my fantasy football team Sandusky's wish list written all over it, man. No, but yeah, I had Christian Watson. Like for instance, I had Sky Moore as the seventh best overall player in the class of rookies, and I had Christian Watson as uh, number twenty. So there there was a large gap between the two. Still is today to me. Um, but I'll go, I'll go through these here. I just had to point that out to Beans because I'm still pissed at him. Um, Sam has uh, Drake London, Chris Olave. Hey, okay, can I can I like get something off my chest real quick? Yeah. Yep. One and two on that list should be flipped because I wanted because I didn't want anyone from our yes. league to actually like yep. listen to the show and know that I liked Chris Olave. Yeah, and I will vouch for Sam on that because I would have done the same thing in his position. So, um, so my ranking is actually a lie. Chris Olave was my number one receiver, and Drake London was number two. Yes. And then after that, you go Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and the uh, tree man himself, Traylon Burks. Um, his sleeper yes. is Ty Freifogel, and that was because of a big game that he had one, one time. game against Ohio State in a COVID year. Yeah, literally, that's it. Um, <laughs> and actually, Beans, I, I would be interested too. Um, if we put this out, if we put these rankings out and just got uh people's opinions on them who had the best, who was who the best as of April 11th, and see what people think and people can roast us, I think that'd be interesting. Uh, I think I don't know who I don't know who it's definitely between you two on who wins this one. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, I he's, to, already, he's already admitting defeat. 
Well, John Mitzi has cancer. He had no chance to prove it this year. (laughs) And he wasn't your wide receiver five. He was really like your 10 because Christian Watson was like 40 spots ahead of him. Um, So I had Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Drake London, and then Sky Moore in that order with a sleeper of Bo Melton. Um, Which which is with Christian Watson. No, no. They're on the same team. Oh, is Bo Melton on the Packers? Yeah. Oh, He's wide well, receiver like four. I thought he was behind like uh, Tory or whatever. He is behind yeah. Tory. He is behind right behind Tory. Yeah, right behind no, Tory. He's right behind Cobb. He's right behind Dubs. He's right behind Lazard. He's right behind. Uh, okay, so wide receiver five. My bad. Yeah, Beans, your list really isn't that bad. You just picked a bunch of players that we haven't seen anything from yet, and there's a reason for all of them. Uh, Jameson. So okay, Williams. I was going for future value, not immediate value. Jameson Williams. Drake London, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, and John Mechie. Now, not having Garrett Wilson. No, Garrett Wilson is a crime. And I think yeah. we called that out at the yes, time. Yes, we did. Yep. 100%. Yes. A thousand percent. That's, that's crimes. Absolute I, crimes. I am going to buzz through the running backs as quickly as possible for all three of us because they all three have the first top three of Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller. Ouch on Isaiah Spiller for the three of us. Yeah. Um, Sam went. The Rashad White route, which at least looks good, and then Brian looks Robinson, good. which also yeah. looks good right now. Yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't look good the first couple weeks of the season, but yeah, he yeah. ended up really good. Yep. I think uh, Beans and me both went Tyler Batty at number four, which looks Oof. very Batty right now. Um, and then I went Kevin Harris. Beans went Brian, back to Brian Robinson. So good for uh, both of you for having Brian Robinson in your top five. When I was not a believer in him, I still am. I, but I believe my rationale was plays at Alabama. Lol. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. Sure that, was my that was the only logic. It worked. Oh my god! It's oh the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, no, Bob. Yeah. So Sam um, went with the guy that hates quarter or hates football, but nobody cares. Malik Willis and Correct. then Sam Howell. Um, Matt Cor Matt Cor. See, I've already almost like forgot. He's so fucking irrelevant. Um, Kenny Pickett and then Carson Strong. So uh, wow. wow, wow, that was a reach. <laughs> Number yeah. five QB who ended up going undrafted because of a bad knee. You realize how bad your knees got? You didn't be? even have Ritter on this list. No, he's, he's Dude, literally Ritter off- fucking sucks. I Carson, don't give a shit. Carson Strong is out of the NFL at this point. Also, he's not even on the practice squad. Man, yeah. that was. I can't. Okay, to be fair, I suck at evaluating quarterbacks. So. Well, so does everybody else. So uh, I went Matt. Uh, Jesus, Sam Howell. Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, and then Kenny Pickett last. I Jesus Christ. Kenny Pickett last hurts. Um, all of us had Kenny Pickett like far back in the class, so I'm not sure what that said. Where did Beans have him? Beans have him at five. That means I had the best quarterback ranked Beans, the highest. I had him at four. As well. You both were tied, uh, but both of you also had Malik okay, Willis. But, okay, but here, I had Willis, Howell, Ritter, Pickett, Corral, and then Zappy was my sleeper. Yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie. I don't, Beans care. The I, don't, I don't care. I don't care, Beans. I beat you. It doesn't matter. I, no, I, Zappy I is my Beans sleeper. Here, but yeah. Again, again, Beans, we should put these out and have people roast us and have people tell us where we're mostly wrong and some places right. I just want to say these came out before the NFL draft. This so. came out April 11, so yeah, like two weeks before the NFL draft, I would say. Hey man, look, all I'm gonna say about that is Dustin Crumb better. Yeah, we uh, he was my sleeper. Um, yes, and uh, 
Desmond Ritter fucking sucks. I don't care what you guys say. He sucks. I, I, no, I agree with you. Um, me and Beans also had uh, one of our very first, like the iteration one of our arguments where I clarified that uh, running the ball is retarded and I hurt Beans' feelings. So I, Yeah, I was really upset. I think like um, a couple weeks, I think a couple weeks later I said, don't be weak-minded and run the ball more. Wait. Beans. What? When did Tariq Wollin get drafted? He was like a th- he was a third grade. He, he was, no he was a third or fourth round pick. I thought no he wasn't. No he was early. Someone figured it out because Beans's hot take the next week was that Tariq Woolen will go to Seattle pick nine. I said that. Yeah, I, what? It's on here. What? Damn! I said I, he'd go to Seattle at pick nine, but I mean I was wrong. I was wrong on the Seattle. pick. But he went to yeah. Seattle. Damn! To I'm Seattle. good at this. The point hey, is, we got we got to go back to the episode with a little fucking footage. That, that's, that's fucking beautiful. That's that, awesome. I mean, you know, go back and rule the fucking footage on that shit. The point is, he was drafted significantly higher than people thought he was going to be, and he went to the team that you thought he was going to. It's like Leo Chanel. Yeah. It's like Justin. It's like Justin Watson. Maybe Beans isn't bad. I, you know what? I would trust Beans with my life on defense talent evaluation. Offense, not at all. I mean, Justin Ross. Yeah, it's like Justin Ross. You know, I, I said he's going to be on the Chiefs, and you know, he In did. New York. Kind of. <laughs> I know. Um, I also so many cheese balls during this. The, the I so after balls, fighting with Beans about running the ball, I then clarified my stance and said that running the ball is a symbol of weakness or mental ineptitude, and it must be one, and it can be both. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think. How are we me in April? Um, no, yeah, no, we are. Let's see, we are in May. We're in May now. Because... We're in May now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because this was the episode that I clarified that, uh, let's see, A.J. Brown is worth $30 million a year immediately before he was traded and then signed to a contract worth $30 million a year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> God, we're good at this sports shit, man. Yeah, I, I don't know when the draft was, but that was on – or that was – That, that was, was draft night. It was draft night, yeah. Oh my god, so I did that before the, right before the draft? Wait, what day? No, because the draft's in April. It is it's April without a date. So I could have even came out immediately after that trade. It, that might have even been how the timing worked out and just clarified. Because I know that that was like a crazy thing at the time. And I could have just came out defending AJ Brown as well. I can't remember how that actually worked out. Well, I told you Drew Bowen was a fifth round draft pick. So be- Beans can't draft for value, but drink- Beans can draft for uh, talent. Hey, uh, Tariq Woolen still played really well this year. Not n- not number nine pick in the draft, well, but like Beans still got a good player to the team he was going to. I'll still give him some <laughs> credibility for that. Yes, yes. Hats off, Beans. Well done. Um, I love how Beans probably just was like, oh, big receiver turned into corner. Ha ha, Richard Sherman. No, okay, I'm going to be 100% honest. I heard that take. I heard the take somewhere else, but I stood by it because I believed in it because, you know, A, organizations do dumb shit. Manifestation. and so I was like, yeah, you know, some Seahawks seem like a team that just seemed like they would hear that Tariq Woolen's really fucking tall and really fucking good. So they would just jump up and grab him. And so, you know, shout out to them for not reaching and grabbing him. 
Fuck it. Fuck the other 31 teams that around for them. Well, that's what I mean. Fuck the other 31 teams that didn't take them in the previous four rounds. There's so many phrases in here that I don't know what they mean, but they make me laugh and make me want to go re-listen to the episode. DeAndre Hopkins information laundering is just confusing. (laughs) And I don't know what what it means. I don't know. But that just... uh, cracks me the fuck up um sam i want your objective opinion on this because you're not uh on here for a nfl winner or nfl draft winner and loser um i'll give you uh so beans and beans had the eagles as a winner i said the chiefs were a winner with a i don't give a fuck on there uh do you think we both hit that i think we did i think we knocked the eagles definitely hit that just between jordan davis and the trades yes um yeah i like the chiefs draft i think the chiefs have had a good a better I think the Chiefs draft has been good. I would like for us in to a this different way than I would have thought. I, I would like for us after football season to go back and like grade each draft pick, like and where it ranks. Man, Man losers are so all two hundred of them. No, 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 just the Chiefs. Okay, losers of the draft was so easy. Bean said the Patriots. I said Tennessee. Both are spot on, and here we are. It's but, so uh, easy. We and we both one kid out of Chattanooga though. He had a cool name, didn't he? Cole Strange. Yeah, they, all, yeah, they traded There's away. Weidman. Cole Strange. Yeah. Yes, that's right. They took him. I because uh, Sean McVay was on that like uh, press conference at the time. Heard about the pick and was like, "Oh shit! I guess we're not getting him in the fourth round now." <laughs> or some Wait, shit. Who, like who was it? Uh, Cole. Cole Strange. Cole Strange. Yeah, they were a winner of the yes. draft. I don't care what you say. Ah. No, because Gav- no, because Gavin's winner was the Eagles, which is true. Yeah, which is true. And then I said the Chiefs. I don't give a fuck. Oh, oh no, Gavin. No, backwards? oh, it's backwards. I said the Eagles, which is true. And then you said the Chiefs. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Which is true. Yep. Um. The oh, episode- May ten. May ten is the famous. Is another famous day. You know what happened on May ten? Uh, Rachel uh, gave the Bradbury take. Let's. Oh my God! Go. No, that's the James Bradbury day. That, that's James Bradbury day. That's the what day happened. that'll live in infamy. Yes, I want to like beans. We have to go back and cut that and post it on Twitter of just like the moment that you said that and Sam and my just reaction to your retardation. <laughs> I just because it, it gets worse. Like you back yourself up. Dude, I'm no, still backing I myself up. Down on that take. <laughs> You guys asked. You guys asked in the show. Do the Chiefs pick him up? And my first answer is no. Nope. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I still can't. Beans, no offense. I still can't believe that you stood by that take. Yeah, Props I can't believe you. you thought it in the first place. I, I'm, we're here, man. We're here. Well, you're, we're here. That dude, that dude oh, was. Remember, rich. I was the one that picked. I was the one that picked Tariq Woolen to Seattle. So you take oh my, my evaluations God. how Five you want it. This uh, the week after that. So a couple a week after the NFL draft or two, um, I clarified that Isaiah Pacheco is the most talented running back on the Chiefs roster, which is uh, excellent take. Out very well. Wow! Um, wow! Someone, because it's not clarified who, said that Moneyball is the greatest sports movie. And I know that that was kind of like heavily debated between us because it's a weird sports movie. But I agree with it. Um, we Eat also talked Speaking of Justin Ross, who we hit on earlier, there is a point in here where we asked the question if he's a Chiefs week one starter, assuming health. 
Assuming health was a large assumption, guys. <laughs> it was a it was an issue on May 10, not on not on March 10, but May 10. Mean. Uh, no, okay, just never mind. That's like if you learned that Malik Willis was inaccurate throwing the ball May 10th, I don't know what to tell you. That's if you um, I all, in all caps at the very beginning of this episode, I just have written for the love of Christ himself, stop tweeting rookies signing their contracts as fucking news. <laughs> no, that's when like Adam Shepner and Rappaport are just fucking thirsty for news. Yeah, begging for a crumb of news. Yeah, May seven, I, May seventeen, the little blue pill sponsored our episode. Hey, fuck yeah! Hey. When did Matt actually sponsor one of our episodes? We got $25 for that. I thought we weren't going to say his name. I don't, well, I don't it's shit. been long enough. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine shit anyways. So, I'm going to buzz through. We did a uh, Chiefs schedule uh, prediction. Actually, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see who, sa- who said what. Wow. Everybody except for me said we're going to lose to Arizona. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Wooler was also you, on for this, by the way. You know, I just thought that because nine eleven in uh, Tillman, because I was. On oh, that's that is that is right. Yeah, I'm on. I was on an NFL's rigged kick. Wow, we Sam, had- you had us losing to Denver at Denver in Week fourteen. Come on, Denver would be good. Fuck you. He, he also said Russell Wilson was a top five quarterback in the NFL. So. Hey, top four. Yeah, okay. He was. Hey, he was fifth if uh, Deshaun Watson was playing though. Turd has us at. 11 and uh, turned out us as 10 and 7 at the end of the year. I had yeah, us at I know. Th- Gavin, Gavin, you can give it a flack for thinking we fucking were gonna suck this year. I had 13 and 4. Yeah, uh, record? 14 and 3. Yeah, uh, okay. I, yeah. And you then Sam, you had 11 and 6, and the other Swoller was 12 and 5. So right, thought- well, I didn't. I, I guess I thought we would suck more than Gavin, did, or not as you know. Who is my loss? Who are my? There's no way I picked. I picked Cincinnati. Oh, I had us losing to L.A. That was when they were probably good. Well, that was also we assumed that game was in Mexico, which was also an incorrect assumption. <laughs> way <laughs> off I on that one. That. <laughs> we were that really well, We we missed that mark just a bit. Um, that was probably my fault. I, I, I love reading through these hot takes because some of them are just so retarded and some of them are about sports. And um, we've oh. thought about people who stop to turn right. Which is that was me. That take. was me. Yeah, people did not I, need us. They all piss us off. This was the uh, infamous uh, rug rant where I was mm-hmm. pissed off that people use rugs. So uh, for people's, um, I currently live. I, you know what? Here you go. I don't know how to turn my camera around, but I am currently on a rug. No shit. So <laughs> how the turntables. But here's the problem is below the rug is legitimate plywood because that is my floor. So <laughs> um in that how case, the turntables. Yeah, in that case, I will use a rug because I de- I can't afford carpet yet. But other than that, um hi Sydney. Yes, I am aware. Sorry. She has decided that dad is stressed about all of his incorrect uh, takes from the past year. The next, the next episode, uh, Gavin, I think, said there is only one ocean. Or was no, that, that me? Was okay, there is only one ocean. Don't, don't try to put that retardation on me. It's <laughs> <laughs> what Gavin just said there. Ah, oh my god. Yes, 
this was also the week that uh, James Bradbury went to the Eagles, and Bean still claimed that that was not a big deal. <laughs> Beans, you know where the Eagles he's are. He's a pro bowler, isn't he? He, he is one of the best corners in the NFL this year. And one of the best and the best defenses in the NFL. Bean, for as much as you nailed that Tariq Woolen take, you missed so horribly on that James Bradbury thing that it literally might be a net neutral. Wow, Bean. <laughs> uh, um, no, ooh, the flyover draft. That was a fun one. Wait, wait, no, uh, wait, wait. wait. The one where you cheated because all your fucking fanboys just voted for your bullshit? Yes, yes, that was when Beans cheated. Also, no, he picked a figure that wasn't even from Kansas. No, Martina McBride is from Kansas. No, you no. It was the different singer that you were thinking hey, of. You drafted. Oh, I was thinking player. of. I was thinking. I was thinking of Shania Twain. Hang on, because we no. But you had to draft Shania Twain. Hey, Gavin, what do you have? I say we will go into depth on this on that draft. But I just want to point out for somebody who thought that uh, who learned that Justin Ross had a bad back at draft time. I uh, also covered during the show that people were retarded for discovering that Traylon Burks was coming into camp out of shape was like a surprise or like we should be shocked. Oh, that that did happen. Every single year he was at Arkansas. So that pissed me off and I was spot on on that as well. Um, You you were at war with Traylon Burks the entire summer. Yes. And I was. I hope you know. I'm so happy for you that that take worked out because if it didn't, oh my God. God, we would have fucking claimed. I remember. I remember Wooler like telling me once in person, like, "You better hope for like the goodness of your just like sports, whatever that Sky Moore works and Traylon Burks doesn't." And I'm glad that I landed somewhere in the middle for right now. On the real though, like you spent like months talking crap on Traylon Burks. To the point where it was like, if this dude is like a Pro Bowl caliber player, he's never gonna live it down. You literally had me questioning if I should trade for tra- if I should accept a trade for Traylon Burks or not. You had me questioning all the fucking time now. Well, you know, you know how I feel. And to be honest with you, Beans, a lot of my like analysis on Traylon Burks is he has to completely learn a new position. He's played a year in the NFL at X receiver now, so that's a little bit less of a concern. Like, a lot of the concerns coming in are going to be less just as he plays in the NFL and is a, the most talented receiver there because they have nobody. So keep that in mind. But when you're trading for Traylon Burks, that should be how you feel. I, I'm i glad that you trust how I feel, though. That, I, tra- I, 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 tra- I trust your resources. You should also trust that I said that Dalton Schultz is not actually a good tight end, and that's okay. It is okay. You just want Jake Ferguson for that reason. That's a, a damn right. And if it's uh, <laughs> reason, Dak just loves getting the tight end, the ball in the end zone for some ungodly reason. This this was the uh, if Dak Prescott had Jesus Christ playing an X receiver, he would still target the tight end twenty percent of the time. Oh, it's okay. It's Where okay. is this Kansas draft beans? Because I want to go into. Oh, is this okay? Your... Yes. It, yeah. It, it, June sixteenth. Jesus Christ beans, your draft is terrible. What the I don't fuck know ever? You what? Wizard of I won the draft. Wizard of Oz is the number one pick. That's go fuck bullshit. yourself. Fuck, no, go fuck you. That's an overplayed trope. That's not actually anything good. Aaron Spoles at two is a steal. 
whatever. Yeah. What, name your draft. Name your draft. Yeah, okay. Okay. I had at the 101 Wizard I of Oz. I don't care what pick they were. I just need the picks. Okay. Wizard of Oz, Darren Sproles, Cinnamon Rolls with Chili, Martina McBride, The One Finger Wave, and BTK. That's fucking awful. Go fuck yourself. Go yeah. fuck our fans. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck ever? Read, read mine. Yours? Okay, John Brown, the abolitionist, because I was going to be confused for the other John yes, Brown. That's the, incredible. That's the best pick. I was thinking of the good John Brown. Anyways, <laughs> Wheat, Friendship House Cinnamon Rolls, Todd Reesing, Tyler Lockett, and World's Largest Ball of Twine. You took a KU Todd Reesing over Tyler Lockett? It's getting I both, man. I'm trying to play both sides. Wait, 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 wait. No, I should have taken Mario Chalmers in retrospect. That would have probably helped. Yeah, that would have uh, helped. Read my correct draft, the one that. Okay, so after after Turd a month prior slammed on tornadoes having too much street cred, he took tornadoes at number one. Dude, uh, we're Kansas. What we are. Anyways, airplanes number two. Bang. What? Bill Snyder at number we're three. Capital of the world. Bill Snyder at three. I thirty five and West at four. Took half the state. KCMO superiority complex. Great. And then, and then I, Jim Ryan. I I still think I had the best draft. I think no bad in retrospect, but like mine is still better than his. We gotta repost I, those. I think I think if we I think if we did another Kansas draft with different picks, I think we'd have different results. Okay, <laughs> let, let's do the Kansas draft. We can't do any of the people that like are are things that are already there. Although I I would want to take BTK twice. This, speak, speaking of uh, what we were just talking about before the draft, we are three weeks running of Gavin putting a uh, Traylon Burks's still fat note into the quick hitters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made you stop putting up. This is, um, I, I don't even remember what happened here, but in the quick hitters, we talk about Traylon Burke still being fat and Robbie Anderson hating life. So- oh, Robbie Anderson wanted to leave. He wanted to leave Carolina. You wanted out. Oh. God damn it. Dude, wow. What are, is there anything else? Like, where are we at right now? Right now, we're in the middle of June. So, yeah, end of June. We have to extend this into the next time. We have, we've been talking a lot about our previous. There is so much shit that happened. Jesus Christ. I think, I think we, I think we do this again next week. I think we, uh, I think we pull a uh, Harry Potter part one, part two, this shit. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. We made it to the middle of summer. That's pretty good. Yeah. Damn. Dude, we got so much good stuff. Yeah. I just know, like, I, 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 it's twofold. One, I don't want this episode to drag on forever. Yeah. But two, I don't want to get to my uh, Jeff Saturday take yet. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't want to get there yet. I'm not mentally prepared. Oh. I know what we can end on, Sam. We can end on one of your personal favorites of this show, Zach Wilson banging moms. Uh, yeah, I remember Zach. And now we're going to have a MILF Manor thing? Like, yeah, we're just all about banging moms here on the Flyover State Sports Show. <laughs> wow. All right, are we, we going to call it here? I, I kind of want to play some Xbox. I know my view, the viewers don't like really want to hear that, but I want to play some Xbox, and I don't want to bore them because the recording is two hours, which means the show is about an hour 45. 
Yep. Damn. We're good. We're, We're going to pick this up next because there's definitely some more content. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it. This is my hot take. We are good at this sports shit. That's yeah. bullshit. Fuck you, Beans. <laughs> No, no, we're good. That's, we're that's good. Wait till draft season. Dude, oh, dude, you know this offseason, we're reaching. We're reaching. We're going for it. We're going dude, for it all, baby. Takes the second round, just know that dude's getting drafted in like the sixth. Just know Anything it. I say, take it four rounds later. It's happening. Hey, this guy's like great for a fourth round pick. Too bad Beans took him in the fucking first round. It's like it's like the Chiefs hire me for <laughs> draft analysts. <laughs> they say, all right, Beans, what should we take? A pick pick sixty-four. Well, Beans. this this guy's good. <laughs> He's still there in round seven. Like running takes that we have on this show. And on one hand, you have Gavin who just points to one data point. It's just like Traylon Burks is fat. And you're like, oh yeah, because like he is like you can look at it and see it, and Traylon Burks, who you have to like get the oh, it's always sunny me- meme with the like li- the t- lines all over the fucking board, just like no 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 having James Bradbury is actually really bad if you think about it. So just, you gotta follow the money because we don't want to waste it. So and we wouldn't use them right. It's beautiful. I love it. I love the show oh. every week. We'll come back at you. Next week, um, I think we're recording next Thursday again. So you'll see the episode drop we'll see. next Friday. We'll see. So you'll either see the next episode Thursday or Friday. I will be in Colorado when we uh, record Ooh. my boys. So I will bring my laptop. I will bring my mic. And I will do everything in my power personally to record with you guys because I wouldn't miss it for the world. Gavin. Gavin. Guest appearances next week? Ooh. You'll be in Colorado with who? Um, Trey, Aaron, Tessa, Quinn, and Tessa's friend Megan. Uh, we're going to Breck, which is like an hour and a half away. So, like, Anthony and Rachel aren't going to be like around. Well, I was gonna. Well, I was just saying, like, if uh, so- someone there wants to hop on for some bullshit of us going back through, and make fun yeah, no, I, I think, I think it might just be something to where, like, you know, I have an open mic, and like, you know, if anyone wants to come say anything, like. You know, maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll just, like, let people – maybe the show will just be NFL playoffs coverage. We'll just ax anything college. We'll review the games, all four of them. We'll go over our bullshit. We'll, like – and then we can have, like, a hot mic. Yeah, I'll just tell everyone but to have a we question. Could, we could tweet the link out, too, and have anybody just hop in. Oh, man, what I'm thinking – hear me out, Beans. I bring my computer, and I bring everyone in, and they ask us a question, like, as a topic, and then, Ooh. like, we get to, like – there we go. Let's yeah, go. there you go. Make them ask. Make them ask questions. Doesn't there we go. Sports. That'll be the fun part. Ooh, fuck. Ooh. So we'll cover. We'll cover the sports like to start, and then like they get to ask the question. I'll make sure that it's like nothing ridiculous. Like I'm not gonna have like. I'm not good at. Forward. I'm not good at like the other stuff. So I don't know what we. That's what I would where answer. We have to grow beans. If we these kids, we got to you know. Expand. Plus, it's about to be the off season. There's gonna be no fucking sports that you know. So fuck it, guys. I said K State was going six and six. <laughs> God damn it! What did I say? I think you eight said eight and four? four. Did I say eight and four too? Yeah. So we both said eight and four. Yeah. We, we I, gotta- I know I wanted to say more wins. I do know I wanted to say more wins. I definitely yeah. said we could win a Big 12 title if we hit our ceiling. Gavin, you are such an 
pessimistic. It's not well, even I, funny. Fair, we also saw Jesus Christ come back and put himself into Will Howard. So if you saw that coming, then I'm sure if we go through I the audio, we if we go through the audio, we did say Will Howard is a D two quarterback at best, and oh, that audio exists. I don't know where it, the, it's not on the scripts. It's not on the scripts, but it's, it's on audio. audio. It's in the audio. I know it's that. There. I know it's there. We talked. So much bad shit to Will Howard. Oh, I I would like to redact a lot of my statements. If I ever run into him, I will preemptively say no. I'm sorry. Put it, put it in the dude. Put it in the fucking intro. If we ever find it, put it in the intro. Yeah. No. Yeah. That. Yeah. All right. I think this is a good way to end it with Gavin just realizing that he, you know, completely missed the mark on K State season. So. We want to thank everyone for listening yet again. We love going over this stuff with you guys. Sports is starting to slow down, so content's going to change a little bit. We're obviously a heavy football influence channel, NFL and college football. We'll definitely be covering some KU basketball lightly because we just don't. I mean, none of us are affiliated with KU. We don't watch it nearly as much. We'll be covering K-State basketball the rest of the year. And eventually the Royals will start up and we'll probably talk a little bit of Royals, probably like not too much though. That's a lot of sadness. Yeah. It'll be a lot of draft talk, a lot of free agency talk in the NFL, mostly a football channel, but this is the perfect opportunity. If any of our listeners want us to talk about a specific topic, doesn't have to be sports related. could be anything you want us to talk about it. Hit us up. If you know us personally, let us know if you follow us personally on any socials or have our numbers. Let us know. We'll put it in the show sheet as we get along. It'll get in there. We'll shout you out. We want to do what you guys want to listen to. And plus, we need ideas because we're not that creative. So we want to thank you all for one fake year, even though it's it's not a one-year. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. We're pretending it is. We'll come back with the rest, the latter half of the year takes that we had, you know, midsummer and on. We got better next week. I think we did get better. And I, you know what? Hit us up on socials if you thought we got better. Also, remember to retweet this episode to enter your name. Get a free t-shirt. Be fucking awesome. Remember, hey. a quote tweets worth two votes. Retweets one. Like is one. Hey, and just remember, we're just some dudes. We love doing what we do. We love the fact that you guys enjoy listening to us. And we want to thank you guys so very much for even giving us the time of day. If you want anything from us, just hit us up, drop a suggestion in the box, and thank you again for listening, and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. God bless. No more F. Bosco boys because Jerome Tang said so. Peace out, deuces. Love, kisses, hugs. Peace.